0: Well, in this episode, FitzDog Greg Fitzsimmons is in studio, always bringing the funny and a true life astronaut's done a bunch of spacewalk and gets into it. Dr. Mike Massimino is going to join us as well. We have the news and all that's coming right after this.
1: Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like Holiday Movie Favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV, stream now, pay never.
0: This show is brought to you by Just Thrive Probiotic, a spore probiotic that banishes gas and bloat so your gut can produce more serotonin, your happy hormone, plus it supports better sleep. Justthrivehealth.com. Use the promo code Adam. It will change your life.
2: From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, Greg Fitzsimmons, and the author of Moonshot, former NASA astronaut Mike Massimino. Plus the news and trending topics with Chris Loxamana, and now, on the flight back from Nashville, he gave the airplane bathroom the Fitzsimmons
0: Starbucks treatment. Corolla yeah get it on got to get on no the church we gonna mandate you get it on thanks for tuning in excited that Fitzdog dog is in the studio good to see you my friend
3: I'm so proud of you breaking in that bathroom on the plane uh nothing sets some people take Xanax for a flight mm-hmm. but rubbing one out gently mm-hmm. and I'm talking freestyle you got no porn mm. all you have is the image of the best-looking passenger you saw on the way to the bathroom.
0: Or pilot or stewardess. I mean, anyone on that aircraft. There's female pilots? I had a female pilot uh, flying out, yeah. Was mm-hmm. there
3: was there planes behind you honking?
0: <laughs> no, she wasn't Asian. <laughs> she, she was black. But uh, there was a dude, no, sorry, co-pilot female. Okay. Yeah.
3: All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. Honky in control. I... I really always feel bad for pilots because, like, you always figure, like, that was their dream. You know, your dream was to be—what was your dream when you were a kid? (laughs) Um, My my dream when I was a kid was to
0: play football. Oh, that's right. And then it morphed into—well, actually, my very early dreams were, like, real, you know, four- or five-year-old things was, like— Drive a dump truck, uh-huh. operate a crane, yeah. you know, tonka toy dreams. You know. Right. Then it sort of morphed into football. Then it it got real basic for a long time, which is find a job. Like yes. that 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 was my dream. Move yeah. out of my dad's garage. Right, right, And then at some point it became comedy.
4: Yeah.
0: But because that wasn't like, it early?
3: You picture the pilot like that was his dream and he, you know, play with little Planes when he was a kid and then, you know, went to flight school. They gotta do like two thousand hours of flying and then mm-hmm. and now he's a pilot and he's flying the plane. He's, you know, floating above those white clouds, heading mm-hmm. off into the wild blue yonder, followed his dream. And then all of a sudden he's gotta be a credit card salesman.
0: Yes. He gave the pitch. Yeah. They gave you, the pitch for the uh, American Airlines Mileage Plus Platinum if you, members. If you, know. you sp-
3: if you spend twenty thousand dollars in the next five days, we'll give you a companion ticket. Also, and I'm going to make
0: it a little worse. He spent his dreams. His dreams as a kid was flying. Yes, but he ended up in an F-18 or a Hornet or a you know F-4 Phantom or something, and he was. Living his dreams yeah. in a supersonic piece of military equipment, you know, hitting opportunities of target on his way back from Da Nang, you yeah. know, like really living his dream. And now he's flying a bus filled with poor people who are fighting and pitching the credit card. Right, <laughs> right,
3: right, right. Yeah. And at the end, he has to he has to he has to say goodbye to everybody. It's like a yes. comic at the end of a show selling his merch. Yes. He's got one more credit card pitch on the way out.
0: Yeah. That's what I was doing in Huntsville before I got on the plane. Just buy a book. They're so heavy. We don't want to have to carry them back.
3: Yeah, that's crazy merch. Books are crazy merch. Well, look, the, the mer. Okay,
0: let me explain my dedication to merch, because I just went out and took two big roller bags of merch. Yeah. Okay? Now, it really... I think people will quickly dismiss it as being cheap or thrifty or wanting cash or whatever it is. It's really none of the above for me. It's, you know this, because you wrote uh, Dear Mister Mrs. Fitzsimmons. Ah, Nice
3: call, yeah. Thank
0: you. Very funny book. Thank you. When you're done writing a book... The book company calls you and they go, we got 3,800 units left. Yeah. Would you like us to burn them in a ceremonial <laughs> fire for a failure? <laughs> <laughs> or, that's what I hear. Yeah. Or what it give them to you for free? Uh-huh. Now you write six books. And next thing you know, you have a warehouse filled with cases Jeez. of books. Because every book, they have three to 5,000 left over. Yeah. And they will, I always go, give me the books. And then I get the books like Johnny Appleseed. And every time I just pack 25 books yeah. and I just spread them right. around the US. Now, I don't do it to make money, I do it to get rid of the books and to physically get cash. Yes. Because I don't have cash anymore. It's good for valets and things like well, that, that
3: nature. Here's, here's my merch. And I'm not ashamed of selling merch after a show. I feel like people at the end of a show, if they really enjoyed it, they want to take something home. They want to remember the night, you know. Right. So I have That's these where herpes comes in. That's right. Yeah, you can <laughs> yeah. take a lot of stuff home to L. A. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have these little pins. It's the Greg Fitzsimmons pin. It's got my face and name on it, mm-hmm. and I sell them for ten bucks. And it's cash only. There's no Venmo. Ah. There's no credit cards. Lightweight. It's. Li- I got a bag. I bring a bag. I bring. I bring two hundred of them. Right. Easy. Smart. And that's it. And then, uh, and and the best part is, is like uh, you, when you when you do Venmo or any of that, you always get one blockhead who stands there unlocking his phone. Yes. Trying to fit. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got people streaming by. So cash. Right. They walk up. Somebody takes their money. Shake their hand. Keep it moving.
0: Agreed. Now, back to the bathroom.
3: Yeah, let's talk about the, the bathroom. Airplane.
0: I did something I never do on a commercial flight. Yeah. I did some offloading. Nice. I took a dump. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Whoa.
0: I never do it, but, and I, you know, I feel like I need to make an excuse because I've taken a stand on this.
3: Yeah. You stood when you did it?
0: That's the <laughs> well, way to go. <laughs> I, a, as I was taking my six foot two frame and, and folding it <laughs> into this lawn chair and sitting on that commode yeah. I've, and each knee is hitting, one's hitting the side, yeah. others hitting the sink. And i am thinking A big person would have a lot of trouble and maybe that's baked into the design. Yeah. Maybe we don't want the uh, heifers offloading <laughs> right. in there, but I was like barely making it and I'm not a big person, but the excuse is this. Um, I drive home from Huntsville after doing two shows on a on a Sunday. Get back to the Airport Hilton or whatever it is in Nashville. Uh you know, go to bed at midnight, get up at 5:45. Mm-hmm. The system is not mm-hmm. working as it normally works. Yeah. Go to the airport, wait in line, have a cup of coffee, and then at some point what used to be taken care of at home or in the hotel room is now going to have to be negotiated with on an aircraft. It's an away
3: game. Yeah. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. But I, I did my business, worked worked nicely. But I did think there's no way some of these people I see on this flight are going to make it onto this toilet.
3: Well the other difficult thing is the wipe, because the bowl is so small. Just yes. getting your hand. I don't behind have the elbow you. I don't have my
0: elbows hitting right. the bulkhead.
3: Right. You yeah. almost have to do a female wipe and go from the front. <laughs>
0: oh, is that it?
3: Yes, but don't pull it towards your ball sack. You're going from the front, but you're pushing back. Oh, it's more Zamboni. It's it's the, it's the Ziger Zamboni, <laughs> they call it, yeah. and uh, But the other thing that's nice, though, is they, out of courtesy to the uh, passengers, there's a slight vacuum effect oh, in yeah. the bowl. They, no, it's they're good. sucking those odors down.
0: Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. Tell me what you think of this. And I don't know. I don't want to come across as the man. But
4: yeah.
0: uh, I was sitting up there for a four-and-a-half-hour flight. I was in first class. Nice. And uh got a drink, and uh, they got the breakfast and everything. I got breakfast thoughts, too, so remind me, on, okay. the, air, on the airplane. But um, at some point, I wanted some water or something. I was just sitting there, you know, three hours in this flight. And I went in, and the stewardess who's in charge of the first-class cabin is sitting in her jump seat just scrolling through her phone. Oh, yeah. They should not be allowed to bring their phones on that fucking flight. That is your excuse to just sit and get caught up on some texting or tweeting or whatever you're doing. She was just sitting there, you know, playing Candy Crush or whatever it was on her phone. I was like, babe, you're supposed to be on your feet patrolling (laughs) this alley. Listen, sugar tits. (laughs) <laughs> On the feet, patrolling uh-huh. this first class section, yeah. topping off drinks, handing out waters, whatever you got to do. Give me
3: a gay guy. Yeah, they work it. They mm. are so like, you know. It makes me so glad for homosexuality when mm. I'm flying. Oh yeah, and uh, and and you know the um, well the first class bathroom also is for first class now when i'm in coach yes, yes. i get it i did not pay enough money to sit in a slightly cleaner slightly larger bathroom don't right. kid yourself it's a bigger mm-hmm. bathroom uh-huh. and the flight attendants are better looking i don't care yeah. the airlines i'm sure they will claim that that's not the case it is always the most attractive mm-hmm. woman
0: yes uh no i agree that's a no-fly zone yeah you gotta you gotta obey the curtain or whatever that gauze is they, they put should put, in put in up between.
3: fence not curtains No, I I agree.
0: What they should do is they should take that serving cart they use when the pilot's got to take a dump and just park it right there. That's where it lives. Right. Can't get around it. Um, You know what? I had this realization. Um, So I'm flying out there and I'm I'm in first class and I'm going to Fargo, North Dakota. Yep. First show. Then four shows at Zaynies in uh, Nashville, and then off to Huntsville. Um, I'm sitting there, and this a, a long time pet peeve of of mine is if you're in the back of first class and they're serving breakfast or dinner, or whatever, they'll they'll say the menu will say like we got braised short ribs, and then at the bottom it'll say, we have bean curd with lentil sauce, (laughs) you know? And you go, oh, fuck that. Uh, I want my braised short ribs. If you're in the back of first class, when they get to you, they go, oh, yeah, we're at... And they'll say, you want the braised short ribs or do you want the bean curd? And then you go, oh, I want the braised short ribs. And they go oh, we're out of that because you didn't pack enough for everybody in first class. And by the way, everyone wants the braised ribs and not the bean curd. But you did a 50-50 split, and now it's all out, and I'm in first class. But the thing that kicked the shit out of me that I was thinking about it is it's not only are they out of the one you wanted, but the other offering, which is the only one left, is the opposite yeah. of what you want. So we were sitting, me and Mike August were sitting in the back of first class on the way out, and it was morning, and they said, like, do you want, like, the Hunter's omelet or the meat, you know, the meat lover's omelet with the potatoes and the, all, you know, the the sausage and everything? And I was like, yeah, I'll have that. And then Mike said, I'll have that, too. And she's like, oh, that was the last one. <laughs>
3: But, but what's you left, love that you love that?
0: What's left is the waffle with the churro sauce and the candy corn on it because they have to go up. They can't. They don't go meat lovers omelet or would you like scrambled yeah. eggs and sausage? Right. They have to go savory and then retarded kid. Yeah, that's that's their thing. So yeah. not only are you not getting like, you know, you go order a pizza and you go. I'll take sausage and onion, and they go. Oh, we don't have sausage, and onion. we just we just have pepperoni. You're still getting a version of pizza, right? Might not the top of your list, but but you still like it, it's still yep. whatever. But they don't go. Uh, what well, what would you like? Well, would you like uh, would you, would you like tri tip, smoked tri tip, or cotton candy? And They go, and we're out of the smoked tri tip, and now you're like, I will take. Some other version of this, but yeah. I'm getting the opposite because they have to do the right, opposite. They have to do right. the granola bowl uh-huh. or the meat lovers, right? And Mike is a meat lover, and now he's got this Belgian waffle <laughs> in front of him like candy corn on it, and it's like he's just like looking at him. Of course, he yeah. ate the whole fucking thing, but he's but still- the
3: price of first class is so exorbitant. What's the margin on packing four extra meat lovers? You know, what uh, is that? 50 bucks? Not even. I'm sure.
0: And then the the thing is is like yes, Mike should have got a $200 discount on his sure. first class ticket. Yeah. That's my whole thing. Like and it also if it's first class, you have to have if there's 16 souls in first class, you need 16 of the braised beef and then 16 yes. of the, you know, veggie lovers right. bean curd. It's, no, you I have. used
3: to be a banquet waiter in Boston at the Copley Marriott, which was the biggest banquet hall. So we used to get the biggest uh, uh, conventions and these guys would come in and it would be like a bunch of farmers from Iowa and mm-hmm. they would order the... The New England, they wanted the New England menu, so it was lobsters, it was clams, it was clam chowder, and uh, and so we would make, and then there was a choice. You could also have vegetarian, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but we made not only the exact amount of lobsters for every single person. They did an extra ten percent, right? In as fringe,
0: what we do on the ground,
3: and then we would serve the food. And inevitably, there would be 30 or 40 lobsters left. And all the waiters and waitresses, and they were all college students, and we were friends with the bartenders who had the little bar carts, we would, drink, we would work a six-hour shift, and we would get drunk, and we would eat lobster every mm-hmm. night. And we would always have like an hour off because they would have some presentation. Mm-hmm. And we'd just sit in the back and drink and eat lobster. It's the
0: greatest. Doesn't get any better. No. Here's a hypothetical that's not really hypothetical, but it. it I think it puts the, the green movement... It sets it back a little bit. I'll I'll tell you why. Now, you drove here in a Prius, so you're down with the cause. Sure. And it's really about getting as many people down with the cause as as they can. I I got all electric now. I'm driving all electric. No shit. Good for you. Uh, Yeah, I just gas is six bucks a gallon. Seven. Oh, seven. Stop counting. The technology works now. So be it. Uh, But- I've always thought it was funny that when um, James Brolin came in here and uh, he drove his uh, Ford Raptor pickup truck here, and he was explaining that he got the Raptor that was like 2016 because it had the V8 Mustang engine in it. And when they went back after 2016, they went to a DuroTech or something V6 turbocharged, like this one. He wanted the displacement. One the big lump, the big piece of American V eight yeah. muscle that uh, would give that Raptor seven miles to the gallon, right. right? And all he did was drive here from Malibu. He just sat in traffic the whole time. He, 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 <laughs> so the Raptor <laughs> is a trophy truck for yeah. guys who never go off road.
4: Right?
3: There's just. No, it's like the old guy that's got the 23-year-old Swedish girlfriend. He hasn't gotten it up in four years. Right.
0: And you don't even see guys in Raptors like hauling plywood or drywall. That's a Silverado or Ford 250. but That's a work truck. Mm -hmm. This isn't a work truck. This is a $82,000 trophy truck that never goes off-road. And all you're doing, and mostly driving it alone, Mm -hmm. all you're doing is destroying the planet with that truck. James Brolin is married to Barbara Streisand. She's Stri- married- Streisand. 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 Streisand.
3: Streisand.
0: Streisand.
3: Streisand.
0: Streisand. <laughs> He's married to her. She's into the environment, and her husband is doing donuts in a raptor on her fucking front lawn. Right? So how are we yeah. going to convince the rest of yeah. the people? And there was just this thing that came out that uh, Biden got got reimbursed from Hunter Biden and Joe Biden got checks from Hunter Biden and blah, 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 Chinese connection or something. But the the White House is going, it was payments. He was just payments for his Raptor truck. And no one cares that he drove a Raptor truck. But to me, I'm like, you can't get Joe Biden's son out of a Raptor. And you can't get James Brolin out of a Raptor. Yeah. We're going to have a hard time convincing middle America to get out of the Raptor. And I never get why these people... I never get with the op, the optics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, where you go, like, listen, son, sorry, but I'm out pushing electric school buses. You right. can't be driving around in a fucking trophy right, truck. Right, right. I, I don't want that kind of optics. You're going to yeah. have to get a, a Leaf or a Prius or something, Rob. But also... Do you think Babs has ever had that conversation with James?
3: Well, it's also the jets. I mean, forget the cars. I mean, they they fly with three people in a jet to right. Europe, you know, and and that's that's crazy. a lot of carbon. Well yes. there was a one of the Kardashians got busted for flying from Santa Barbara to Burbank. Right. And they were like, what the fuck is your problem? And they and they're talking about this isn't a little Cessna. <laughs> this is a giant jet that she's right. got. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A lot of lot of carbon. I mean everyone who goes to the um environmental forum and Davos or whatever, they just park all, all the jets. All, all private Oh, did you jets. read
3: about this? There was uh there was a in Dubai last week. There was a, an environmental convention, and four of the jets from Munich couldn't get off the runway because they were frozen. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So one, like, tipped over yeah. or wheelied or, or something.
5: Right. Um, so Speaking back, of uh, Barbara mm. Streisand. So just, I, Streisand. Streisand, excuse Streisand. me. Mm-hmm. And James Brolin. So James Brolin, in, in uh, Streisand's m- memoir, she said that they were falling asleep together, and James Brolin goes – I don't want to fall asleep because I'll miss you. Mm. Uh And and that is where... And then so Diane Warren heard Barbara say that in like a 2020 interview, and that's where she got the idea to write, I don't want to miss a thing. That's what
0: Propofol's for, by the way. (laughs)
5: By uh, by Aerosmith.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she wrote the song based on (laughs) that that line. (laughs) line. Well, speaking of songs, Fitz we got to get you to weigh in on something here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because... I'm super angry at the song "Man Eater," and of course, all in oaths are suing each suing other, each or whatever, other. Yeah. whatever it is it's now. I think order, I yeah. think we have a Casey Kasem thing that Brian Whitman, Whitman uh, put together for us that'll kind of kick it off. But then a question for you yeah. that I I posed to the public yesterday, and we'll we'll get some votes. But there's another song that could be worse. All right, Casey. No. <laughs> And
2: there they are, number one in our hearts forever, Hall & Oates singing about a man-eater. Just who is the man-eater that Hall & are singing about? She's <laughs> deadly, man. Oh, the beauty is there, but a beast is in the heart. Hall & were singing about Manhattan. That's right, New York City is the man-eater. Contrary to popular rumors of the day that the Maneater was indeed Michael Cimbello. The
4: hits from
0: coast to coast. So I'm super angry at Maneater because it was number one, and it was number one the year I graduated from high school. And yeah. then I'm more angry at Maneater because people I know don't seem particularly disturbed by Maneater, the song. Yeah. They kind of like it. Jimmy told me he liked it once. I think he's just fucking with me. But... um then I started sort of drilling down on it, and I was thinking, is there some? I, I put it out to my Twitter people: is there something worse than Man Eater that's a popular, you know, charted oh, yeah. song by big bands?
4: Yeah.
0: And uh, they, somebody came back with a, a Kiss song that I may, have, I could maybe agree with them on is after they got unmasked or something. Oh no, they were still masked during this period.
4: Made it to number 11 in
0: 1979.
3: I hate kiss, but I don't mind this one. What? It keeps going.
4: I want to give it all to you. (laughs) In the darkness, there's so much I want to do. And tonight, I want to play it at your feet. This girl I was made for you. Girl, you.
0: Me. Beat and me don't run.
4: It's
0: a, it's a nursery rhyme It's yeah. a disco song Yeah You have to be rolling on X or something to enjoy this I
4: want
0: It's horrible, but but is it worse than Maneater? Eater? Man, no, Man I don't think so.
3: I don't like Kiss, but uh, that one, uh, the melody's not bad. Um, you know, I do love when these guys that are just puss hounds, and all the lyrics are about, I want you to look in my eyes and love me. No, you don't. <laughs> no. You want her to leave immediately. I want to
0: peg you from behind. Yes. <laughs> that should be the name That's of the song. A, there's
4: no
3: love.
0: Well, Kiss did redeem themselves by following up this song with a song called "Lick It Up," yeah. which is more in the spirit
4: <laughs> Lick it up. of a
0: band on the road. You know what I mean? Like, I just dropped a load on the floor of the green room. Uh, I don't have any towelettes, babe. Oh. <laughs> to me, this song is worse than I was made. I- See, now they're back. Don't want to wait till you know me better. Let's
4: just be glad for the time together.
0: In the back of the tour bus. Dream and it's time you, you got to taste this dream.
4: <laughs> I do
0: love these only right now. Yeah, rules are rules. Yeah. The golden rule. You deserve to be good to I yourself. I dropped a batch on your forehead, and now, <laughs> you know, you read the charter before you came backstage.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Lick it up. So I would argue against you that they, they redeemed themselves by asking their young fans to lick it up.
3: Yeah, that's not uh, that's not someone you love. No. <laughs> But I, they must have been so relieved to stop wearing makeup because oh when you're on stage and there's fifteen thousand people screaming and you're you're rocking that that makeup fits, but when you're when you after the show you're yeah. walking out to get something to eat at TGI Fridays, <laughs> yeah, you you look like a lunatic.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah. When, yeah, when they're like Ubering back from the stadium <laughs> and then they're they're the back of a Camry and the guy's foreign born and he right. has no fucking idea. He thinks he picked up a demon. That's right. <laughs> He's probably going like Santa Maria, yes. you know, like crossing himself and st- st- probably trying to throw Gene Simmons out of the car.
3: No, Satan.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. good luck hailing a cab while you're black in Manhattan after midnight. Imagine dress as a full-blown demon. <laughs> Holding an axe guitar. You know? And
3: you got a girl who's licking up the back seat of the cab.
0: <laughs> oh, then you pull into some red roof in that you checked into yeah, and you walk in and you look at you're got to walk to the sundries department cuz you're out of floss. And the person by the counter's ducked down like freaked out. Or maybe you just want to buy a Pepsi free. Right, right. And, you're looking for the ice machine. You look for the ice machine yeah. like a mini shampoo bottle or uh. something and everyone's freaking out at the red roof. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then you go up to your room, and the lady comes in with the turn down service, and you're just sitting there in full demon mode. You just blood dripping yeah. down your chin, and the pillowcase is
3: covered in black and white makeup. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's uh, right. It's a lot of work for her.
0: The next day, you got to get a shuttle back to the airport. You know what I mean? Because you're flying Spirit, and you're wearing nine foot, nine inch tall clogs with claws on them. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. I get it. You fly into Burbank. Yeah. There's a bunch of people there who are flying southwest, no contacts, you know. You run into some teacher from high school, she's freaked out, what happened to you? Yeah. No, that's that's the life of Kiss uh, with the with the makeup.
3: Amazing with fifteen thousand people in a stadium and they're taking an Uber to a Frontier Airlines flight. Yeah, man. In full
0: full makeup, uh, you know? Uh, yeah, you're right. I never really thought it yeah, through. Yeah. But they had to be relieved to get into their lick-it-up phase.
3: I mean, just just trying to go to a movie. Maybe you want to catch The Late Show. Maybe you <laughs> want to catch a movie yeah, after it's a the show. a kid's movie. Maybe you like animated movies. You like or Pixar.
0: worse, let's say you're feeling... A little amorous, so you go into a sort of local show, you know what uh, I mean, a little rub and tug yeah, there or right. something, and uh-huh. you're in one of those booths that were featuring the Madonna videos, yeah. you know, and she's dancing for you, and you're in full ghoul makeup, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you reach down, and you, you get weird pancake makeup on your hog, you know, now you got this weird black streak, because <laughs> you scratched yourself yes, earlier in the yeah, day, yeah. now you got it on your fingers, you know, and now you're going for your hog, and there's a black stripe going down it, or maybe you would go into a local massage place, because, yeah. you know, you're up there playing a guitar right, for two right. hours, and you got some back pain, yeah. and you're in there full demon yeah. clothes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't come in here with makeup like that. <laughs> let's say you want to use the health club, the gym at the Red Roof, before yeah. you catch the shuttle. Sure. And you're just sitting there on a hack slide, <laughs> and you got these nine inch wedges on, and you're sweating now. Yeah. Look, like you want to take a sh*t right. after? So right. you, know, you go into the sauna. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's a big puddle of black makeup. Leather, you're sitting. leather
3: pants don't breathe. In they the don't sauna. breathe in no. that sweat
0: coming yeah. down your face. Yeah. You're on to something yeah, here, Fitz.
3: Right, right. <laughs> they, ironically, <laughs> nobody's kissing them. There's mm. there's no kiss when you're wearing no, that makeup. No,
0: no. You'll ruin the other yeah. person's makeup. Right, right. Maybe it should have been called Lick It Off instead of Lick It lick Up. Lick It Man, Off. Get my makeup <laughs> off me, bitch. Use your tongue. Lick It Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's only
3: right now. <laughs> it's only right. I would have... Uh.
0: If I could never be in that session, like, first I'd be like, Gene, you're 43 years old. You're singing about licking it up, (laughs) number one. Number two, it's only right now,
3: it just doesn't work with lick it up. No. You can do, come on and do it now. You have to do it to hang out with us. Now. Now. Or something, but it's
0: only right, sounds like something your grandfather told you. Right. Like, you... You threw a baseball and you broke your neighbor's window, and it's only right to go over there and apologize. Right, right. That's what that's not licking it. You up.
3: got chlamydia. You have to tell the three last guys you slept with. It's, it's only, only right. right now. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, you're right. I'm glad we got into this. All right. Did we get any uh, polling
5: on? Um on, uh, oh, I, I didn't submit the poll yet, no. Oh, come but, on, Chris. I, I Bef- told you submit the poll. Before, uh, before you do that, I want to get your thoughts on KISS as well, because KISS just played their final show at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> it was a big thing. They were like, this is our last show ever. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that show, they introduced their new avatars, their new holograms, and that's how they're going to be doing KISS shows from now on, or just virtual hologram shows. I guess ABBA's been doing this for a while. They've been making 2 million euros a week. No, with their virtual with their virtual concerts. So Kiss is now going to do that using the same company. George, do Lucas you watch
3: is. it in theaters or on your computer?
5: You watch it in theaters. You go to the place and you and you can watch ver- holograms of Kiss or ABBA no or ABBA.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Two ABBA, million a week.
5: I
0: heard that they made a hundred and fifty million bucks this year. ABBA did on Avatar. Avatars. <laughs> <laughs> Avatars. <laughs> That's what they should call the show. Well, they're fans. <laughs> yeah. A good demeaning name for someone who can't afford an actual ABBA ticket yeah. but is going to the ABBA virtual show yeah. should be Avatars. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you need to demean your friend who's going to see, like, I saw him live at Eurofest in yeah. 1976. Have fun, Avatars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll fill you in more on that. We'll take a quick break uh, and we'll see if we can get our polling going with. Uh, now, it wasn't Lick It Up. What was it? I Was Made for Loving You mm. versus uh, Man Eater. We'll do that with Fitz Dog right after this. Let me tell you about my friends over at BetterHelp. The show sponsored by BetterHelp. Not every family or community does gifts this time of year, whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you should give a gift to yourself, whether it's by starting therapy or just treating yourself to a day of rest. Give yourself some love this holiday season. I love therapy. It's always been a big part of my life. Always been a champion for it because when you get your head right. The rest kind of falls into place. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's convenient. It's flexible. You don't have to sit in the waiting room with the prying eyes. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Treat yourself this year to BetterHelp. Am I right, Dawson? In the season of giving,
2: give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash Corolla today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelpAGLP.com/slash Corolla.
0: Just Thrive, love this product. So much stress, you want to hit the pause button, you want to breathe. Just Calm from Just Thrive can help. Just Calm's all-natural blend of mood-lifting psychobiotics and brain-nourishing B vitamins helps you take back control and feel your most cool, calm, and collected self. Multiple studies prove it works quickly to soothe everyday stress and sharpen focus in as little as four weeks. Or try Just Thrive Probiotic. I take that every day. A spore-based probiotic that banishes gas and bloat in your gut and can help you produce serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep. I know the founders of this company. I went to dinner with them. I've interviewed Tina on this show. This is a great organization, and they're dedicated to your health. Just Thrive, right, Dawson? With Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic,
2: you'll have the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you feel cool, collected, and in control. Get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic today. Visit JustThriveHealth.com and use promo code ADAM. As we venture into our 15th year of podcasting, here's another memorable moment from the Adam Carolla Show's Ace Awards archives.
3: Get these motherfuckers out and get me some juice.
2: Now for some new memorable moments, let's get back to the Adam Carolla Show.
0: Fitz Dog is here. You should give him a follow on Instagram. He's right at the doorstep of 100,000 followers. You'd go to... Uh, at Greg Fitzsimmons at Instagram. And he's got live shows coming up. Shows coming up at Hyenas, Fort Worth, December 15th, 16th. Den Theater, Chicago, January 13th. And Atlanta Punchline coming up on the uh, 18th and 19th of January. Yeah, I was at, uh, did four shows at Zanies and um, in Nashville. And something you guys were talking about off the air, which is I saw for the first, well, maybe not the first time, but I saw all the little sweaters for the phones on the... The sleeves. The sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess more and more people are going this way, right? It's
3: great because it frees you up to say things. I mean, it it all came out of, I think, Chappelle and Louis C.K. both had incidences where they said things on stage. And look, Zanies in Nashville is not a one-hour special on Netflix. You're maybe working some stuff out. Maybe you got some ideas you're playing with. You're a comedian that works right on the edge. You're going To to find the edge, you got to go over a little bit and yep. then go, all right, that was too much. I got to pull it back. That's not what you want on the Internet. Right. So everybody locks up their phone. You enjoy the moment. You're in the context of the moment. You get it. This is just us talking. And mm-hmm. then people get their phones back later. It's great.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's just going to be the norm. And, and I think it's just going to, you know, it, it'll be... Used to be when I traveled around ten, fourteen, fifteen years ago in clubs, no clubs had a clock on stage. Right. Now, eighty-seven percent of them have Love a clock. Love the clock. Love the clock. Yeah, everyone too. loves
5: the clock. Everyone
0: yeah. loves the clock. All right. Um, here's uh, some more apropos of nothing, but yeah, yeah. Abba is making one hundred and fifty. Jesus Christ. Damn. Well, look. Here's the deal, people. If if you can. So here's how, you know, humans work. If, if you know, if you got paid each cinder block you moved outside of the house, that's one thing. But what you'd like to get paid for is um, something else like ideas or notions. And then you eventually like to get paid not to leave the house. I mean, yeah. that whenever anyone talks about. Oh, lucky son of a bitch. It's always he wrote the theme to The Tonight Show and he gets paid every night, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever that. The notion of getting paid not to do anything is the most attractive thing on the planet. There's a low end sort of welfare version of it, but the money isn't there. But Dave Chappelle, the aforementioned Dave Chappelle, is going to have an avatar, At some point, Mm -hmm. everyone will have an avatar and they'll not have to get on an airplane or have them be out of the brace, short ribs or or with Kiss on the road and Uh. all the makeup smeared on the pillowcase, like you said, you know, the wake up call, fucks Gene Simmons up and they're all going to do it. I think this is what. So when you and looking... then dead people are going to do it.
3: Well, they started have Michael it with Michael uh, Jackson and Elvis. And... I think Tupac was the first hologram right. show.
4: Mm-hmm. But
3: I mean, does it really look like them, or does it look like Captain Kirk being beamed in and out of someplace?
0: I guess we'd have to see if we can find any footage of ABBA. The ABBA show, yeah. For some reason,
3: I think with comedians it might be tougher because they kind of want you to interact and be in the moment and be current.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be ABBA, but it's not going to be a Dave Chappelle show in an arena or whatever it is. But there could be some version of it where he gets beamed into 35 different 200 seat clubs yeah, on the same right, night. Right, you know, right. there'll be some scaled down volume yeah. version of it. I Because I, I was assume. just at a
3: club that he performs at pretty regularly. And, uh, When he comes in, he gives them one-day notice. It's just a little club. And uh, they sell it out. They just send it to the mailing list. It sells out instantly. But the tickets get resold for $700 a pop. Wow. To see Dave Chappelle in a 200-seat room. So, yeah. If the hologram is going to be 20, I could see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what ABBA looks like. And, And also, you don't get to see the 77-year-old version of ABBA with the hip replacement, you get to see ABBA 70s prime.
5: Yeah. Yeah. No longer age.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder with the Tupac thing, because that was early. That was a while ago.
3: Yeah, that was like 10 years ago.
0: I wonder if the guy who shot him walked in drunk and went, (laughs) fuck, he's back. (laughs) Shit. Pulled his gun out. started shooting at the Avatar. It's
3: like Patrick Swayze in Ghost. Right.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so they're tour now I and I don't know is it all licensing or do they have to physically do something you know I mean does does Abba have to perform somewhere and it gets pushed out or is it literally just Totally constructed. I think it's all recorded. All on computer.
5: Yeah. And and that's what KISS is. I mean, the KISS hasn't announced exactly what they're going to be doing, but it, it does look like they're doing something along the lines of this. But, yeah, they do motion capture. Oh. And they record it. So it's not like they're performing live in another room and then we're watching the stream of it. But it's,
0: they did. It's not a computer AI generated cobbled together mixture of songs and performances, it's a performance that yeah. they did it once. Right. That's the way I understand it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're looking at them
2: wearing so it's CGI. And there'll, be no, there'll be no hello Cleveland moments in the show. Cause mm. they do it
0: once. Right. Mm. Right. And they do it in one of these state of the art studios, you know, where they film, God knows whatever action films or whatever with a dinosaur. That's not, that's a tennis ball. And then they, they put the music, they edit it, they tighten it, and they just push it out they there. They press play,
5: and they just Wow. By go. the way, you
3: know ABBA has always been huge in this country. In Europe, they're like the Beatles. They're the biggest thing to ever hit Europe. Yeah. You know
0: what they should do to keep it, like, authentic? Because, you know, at some point you realize you're just seeing the exact same show that your friend saw last yeah. week. Like, it's every move, every note, everything's exactly the same. When they do the CGI thing with the balls on them and the suit and everything, they should have one of them go on some racial tirade. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, in in the middle of a Waterloo or something (laughs) that freaked everyone out in the fucking audience. Like, oh shit, this is happening. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, like when Carlos Santana the other day was doing that thing where he's like, "Sorry, but there's only a man and a woman." And a oh, woman right. can't be a man and a man. Some sort of uh, politically incorrect, could have had too many pops yeah, backstage, right. little rant, slight argument with a tech or something. Yeah. Like,
3: you know, put some stuff have in there. Have somebody charge the stage. Get have a CGI somebody. guy and have right. him fight it out. Get yes. beat by the guitars. Yes. All four members of ABBA are just kicking the shit out of this guy. Yeah, freak people
0: out yeah. a little bit. Make it, make it bespoke.
3: Yeah. I I did a show one time in uh, virtual reality. This was a while ago. It was during the pandemic. And I showed up and they put goggles on me. Mm -hmm. And the entire audience were people that had signed up to be in the audience of a comedy show. So I'm looking through the goggles and I'm seeing a virtual club. Mm. And the avatars of the people that signed up and paid are in front of me. And mm-hmm. I'm doing crowd work with them. I'm interacting, and they're talking back to me. Wow. And I'm doing stand-up, and there was about 100 people participating. The laughter was immediate. It was like being in a club.
5: Wow. It
3: was insane. That's was the first time
5: I ever heard of anybody like actually simulate a comedy club. Because yeah. everybody I know who's done it virtually has hated It's weird. I
3: did it during pan- the pandemic, and then I haven't really heard about it since. So they have the technology now.
0: Um, I don't know why, but somebody— I was looking at a tweet of a guy. I think he was at a subway or something, in a subway, not a restaurant, but um, took a dump in a bucket, in a mop bucket. <laughs> Have you seen this? I just saw it. It was, uh, I mean, it must be the subway or something. because yeah, was like a, a homeless subway. guy. The L train? Sleeping sleeping on the ground. And uh, it's officially on. So, <laughs> Didn't what? Justin Bieber do that? Justin Bieber egged a house.
3: I think he shit in a bucket in a club.
0: Oh, that sounds Sounds, yeah. sounds familiar. This, allegedly. This guy did it right in the middle of, right in front of God and everybody. The L train. Yeah. He peed
5: in the mop bucket, allegedly. He Justin, did. Justin Bieber, yeah. Oh, oh, Bieber, oh, yeah. Peed?
0: Well, that's fine. That's no harm, no foul. The guy's mopping the floor, <laughs> oh, and the guy pulls his pants down.
3: Oh, damn. Sits on the
0: bucket. Damn and then the guy's mopping the floor is like uh, excuse me that's my mop bucket i do like when he it's silent then he picks the mop up and throws it down now everyone stares he's finishing just going back
4: no uh,
5: yes yes he's going back to taking a dump i think this is fake really why like why this... is somebody filming it before like, why is somebody re- rolling video on this situation before he even gets up and goes to the mm, mop on That's it? true. That could be true. I think it's staged. What's the you, guy, staged, it? Staged, but
3: those are those extras walking no, by no, in the background? No, they're doing it in
5: front of people, but oh. they're, they're both performers. They're cooking right, it. I right. think it's cooked for, for wow. reaction.
3: Could F- be. Outstanding sphincter control. If you can <laughs> sit down, release, clench, get up, fight, yeah. and then release again. Yeah,
0: yeah. That is uh, world class. That's kind of what I felt like on that uh,
5: 737 yeah All right, <laughs> um, hey, so you say cooked?: I think I think it's cooked, but: it could I mean, be. I have no proof. it could It's it, just weird that somebody's filming a guy just mopping the the floor. Well he could have been
0: filming the home I don't know we got to watch from the beginning again. He could have been filming the guy passed out. I don't know. He's filming I so. Should... Maybe and and let's let's uh, let's let me query this. All right, there's got to be opportunistic filmers now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, there's some elderly Asian woman and she's just walking down the street of Manhattan and here comes a crazed homeless brother the other direction. Like, I'm just going to film it on the off chance she's getting sucker punched. Or uh, somebody's tearing down pictures of abducted Israeli kids uh, at a college campus and yeah. I'm just going to film it because maybe some guy, Middle Eastern guy with an accent is going to get into it. Like, maybe we have potential. Yeah. There might be something potential right, here. Right. Uh, maybe that's going on. Mm. You think cooked, huh?
3: I think it's cooked. Well, I what? mean here's what's amazing he's about it is he releases hey. the buttocks, hey. but the penis stays in the man. pants, which I would be this. physically unable to kill. Ca- I can't cut hey. off one. There's right. one faucet. Hey, he's, sitting right.
4: in your he's sitting in your bucket, man.
3: Wait,
0: the guy's ah! film it is yelling then?
4: Call the police.
0: Sounds yeah. like Michael Rappaport. Uh, hey, acting.
5: Yeah. yeah. Don't
4: do it again. Yeah, the
5: guy's just standing there.
4: He's
5: shitting in the bucket. Like, the reaction yeah. around him might be real. But look, oh, like, the, fuck the fuck worker's down, like, oh, no. Yeah. The guy, the guy who's
0: yelling, the guy who's filming it is the one yelling he's shitting in, a, in your bucket. Yeah. Yeah, now nah, I don't trust that Sounds guy. Sounds like
3: Rappaport.
0: It's either it's Rappaport. It's got a lot. He's shitting in your bucket. It's it's very jerky, boys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Or, you know, they did that uh, on um, Jackass. They went into a, a, a hardware store. Remember? And the guy sat down and he started shitting in the toilet. Oh, in the oh store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That was real.
0: That was, that was real. real. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my dream is over. I'm that sorry. was cooked.
5: There.
3: Wow, Jesus Give a guy a break He's having a hard
5: day I uh, staged and cooked videos For reactions like this Are one of my biggest Internet pet peeves Yeah Oh really like a, lo- a lot of those like Fights on planes Or like people bringing Like a peacock on a plane They just go to that place Where you filmed Road hard And they just Make fake videos To outrage people That place Is that is, right Well Chris yeah. is saying
0: The inside of a fake airplane A fake airplane <laughs> Yeah sorry, uh, That,
4: that yeah.
5: studio Where you go to yeah, film plane scenes Like it's just yeah. You could tell by how wide The airplane is or, Oh really seems like, like uh, the Oh, or you can, why can you hear everyone so perfectly when a plane's flying? Like it's just it doesn't make sense. So people make these fake videos and they they put them out as they're real, so so everyone can comment and you make I don't know money off of the oh, ads. Oh man,
0: know. I thought we we're coming undone as a society, but now we you're are. Saying no, there's
5: definitely some real ones.
0: We're all but turning into cinematographers.
3: So you're saying there was multiple shooters on John
5: F. Kennedy? That's that what he's footage saying. Was, I'm, I'm just saying Cooked. it all started yeah. with with Mr. Zapruder. Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, there's one, there's a film that is definitely not cooked, and that's the woman knocking her friend into a bus and almost getting her friend run over by a bus, which I found interesting, but but it's more of a sociological thing. It's two women, maybe they're walking in Europe, I don't know, kind of looks European. Well, the bus is
3: on the right side of the street, so that's probably London. Ooh, look at you,
0: you're right. And... The bus is going by and she nudges her friend, like throws a little hip action at her friend. And her friend falls down and almost gets run over. This I mean, looks kind real. of does get run over by a bus. We can we can show you that. She bonks. Oh, her
4: friend. Oh, damn. Why? Damn. I know. And then she
3: helps her and gives her a hug. Yeah.
0: She See, gives. Her- OK. Now. OK. Here's the thing. Here's the reason I'm showing this. Um. Women didn't engage in this behavior in the past. They didn't fuck around. (laughs) They didn't do any of the stuff they're doing now. They didn't fight in places. They didn't scream into microphones. Like, women were ladylike.
3: Uh
0: And the whole, just the whole realm of, like, fucking with people, that's what dudes did. You know, Uh when a woman... When a guy got drunk and passed out, immediately all his friends drew a cock on his forehead, right? Women were like, you got to help Tina to the bathroom and keep the guys away from her and whatever it is. Um, Women are becoming dudes now. You never saw a woman fighting when I was Uh a kid. You didn't hear them like freaking out, like screaming about, you know, whatever political cause or whatever, like having meltdowns and stuff like that. Now they're getting into practical jokes, like dangerous practical jokes, yeah. which is, was always the realm of the dude, like the dude who was like looking off the side of the building. Like, I don't know if I can jump that swim Your friend would always push him. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is women now. This oh. is a new thing. Yeah. And I don't think this is an incident that lives in a vacuum. I think it's a it's a more of a way that's, that's sweeping the land. And I'll bet you this. Let's put it to you this way. I'm going to ask you to. When I was young, you know, 18, 19, whatever, dude got fucked up and passed out. You would tape him to the chair he was on. You put his would, hand in warm water put, so he
3: pisses himself.
0: Put a cigarette. Or guys would pull their dicks out and put it in his ear and take a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, you take a Sharpie and draw a dick on him. You might put a cigarette butt like his mouth or something, take a picture, whatever. It, it was always fuck with, right? Women, 0% in that department. Yeah. I think women are now probably up. Maybe they're 20%. I think it 20%. started with
3: punk rock. Maybe like 1979 when women started wearing stud collars. and I Was Made for Loving You came out yes, in 79. That that's right.
0: Yeah, but women now, I'll bet you if a fat chick at a sorority passed out drunk, her sisters would fuck with her. Now, at a higher rate, than zero because it used to be zero yeah now it's woman on woman fuck with crime this chick was drunk or something but she was just fucking with her friend yeah but she literally almost got run over by a double bus i mean it was not even a standard issue city bus it was a two bank it was a two lengther bus i mean jesus christ wow i even know how she avoided getting run over because she got bonked. It into, looked like she
5: was right under the tire. but Yeah, it the like back wheel was right near her head.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you got to go back. I love time.
3: that the sign on the back of the bus is cross safely. It's <laughs> yes. a triangle with a pedestrian in it. Oh,
0: man. And if women are fucking with us now, now it's on. Yeah. They're, they're fighting and they're fucking with their friends and they're becoming <laughs> dudes. And dudes got the man knot bun on top and all the bracelets and everything. We're just we're switching. We're switching roles.
5: Yeah, I knew you always said that men are becoming women, but the women becoming men.
0: Yeah, I missed That's that. Little, I, but I think that know. was part of the equation of in 50 years we'll all be chicks. But yes, you're right. Women women oh. are becoming men and men are becoming women. So it's on so, everybody.
3: going back to your case of like what made them find this footage
5: this because looks like that's, security footage. It's
3: security footage, but it's rolling 24 hours a day, seven days a week. What Why made you, them
5: look for this? Maybe she's pressing charges. Maybe. <laughs> maybe the arm around, around her shoulder after she got up wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, so
0: Dawson went out and played Oh, before Before, before show, we get to Dawson's
5: yes. thing, um, I was just sent this. Uh, so the video of the mop bucket poop thing uh, was a prank sketch mm. from comedian Morris Cornbread in 2021. Mm. So there you yeah. Mm. God
0: damn it, you're right. Uh, Dawson, well, here's some comedy. So Dawson announced that he was going to Austin to do a show where you do a seven-minute set straight, and then then you go backstage sober, and you go backstage, and you have some drinks and blow a doobie or two, and then you go back out and do another set. And so he left the building with that last week, and then when he returned... I heard from the other room Emmy say to Dawson. So, did you uh did you, did you get fucked up? And uh Dawson earnestly, after pausing for a moment said, "Yes, occasionally I get fucked up." And then Emmy went, "No, for the Show that you were talking about because yeah. Yeah. he thought it was just a general,
5: general question. Yeah, I thought yeah, it yeah. was a general Austin question. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> and Dawson that was a
4: general. Question.
2: That was that was a, a fair answer. Occasionally, I got fucked yeah. up over the last yeah. five days, but yes, yeah. I misunderstood.
0: Um, so,
2: how was the show? Uh, the show was great. I took it seriously. For, um, I'm, it's called Get Ripped. So it was seven minutes over, then seven minutes after. Whatever. Um,
3: different material on each set. Uh,
2: yeah, different material. Um, and I did not, you know, I'll usually get high before I, I'll smoke a joint before I go to the airport. Um, didn't, no edibles, no nothing. I stayed completely sober, um, until that day after my set. Uh Um, and so I I had a great, a great first set Had everybody laughing. It was awesome. And then as soon as I finished that set, I went right over to the bar and got a double shot of Jameson. Mm-hmm. um because you know i was looking forward to it all day the last thing i said on stage was i cannot wait to go get high right now i'll see you guys later so i had my couple of shots of jameson and then i went up to the green room and they have a uh, a weed dispensary mm-hmm. um that sponsors the shows is this mm-hmm. the vulcan this is at the vulcan yeah. gas company yeah and um they bring in, you know, they brought in bongs and joints and all kinds of weed. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I walk back into the green room, I walk into a cloud of smoke. Mm-hmm. You cannot see three feet in front of you. Mm-hmm. You got hot boxed. There are like 12 people in this small room. Like five of them are from the dispensary. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's constant smoking. So I all in probably smoked six joints had about nine bong rips. Mm. Um, Damn. Three shots of Jameson and two beers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by the time I went back on stage, I have not been this stoned in a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I start going through my set and I'm like, and I'm, I, I don't think that I've got this. You know, a lot of times you go up there and be like, I got that, I I know everything. Yeah. I'm on it. I was just praying that I got this. And at one point I realized that I did a couple of jokes out of sequence. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so that sequence didn't work as well. And so when when I did it wrong, I stopped the show. And said, you know what, guys, I'm really, really high right now because this one thing that I forgot to say, which is this. Mm -hmm. Now, if I had said that and then that, and I did that, um, my kids are going to be a retarded joke. Mm -hmm. Um, If I had said this right after that. You would have laughed so hard, and it would have been amazing. And that made them laugh. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it, all, it all worked out. He stayed it true to an, the moment. Uh, yeah, it was an imperfect set, yeah. but I had to. I, I, I recognize it. I, I also was like, you can't, you can't go up there and not recognize or at least address how high you are. Mm -hmm. Well, you
3: can't go up and not address anything on stage. You have to talk about your mood. You have to talk about if you're not truthful to how you're feeling, if you made a mistake, if somebody drops a tray, then the audience doesn't buy it anymore. There's a disconnect. Might as well get
0: the avatar.
3: That's right.
0: Yeah. That's right. Greg (laughs) Fitz's avatar. One of my
2: friends, uh, she's called the show a few times, Um, Karen Jones was... Uh, She led the Pledge of Allegiance inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. She was on Kill Tony. Mm -hmm. And one of the people who works at the mothership was on this show on Wednesday night. And uh, she was, my friend was sitting front row with some of her friends. And uh, this guy uh, called her out as like some IT person or whatever. So while we were getting high backstage, I said, hey, by the way, that person you were talking to was that chick on Kill Tony uh, that was at the Capitol on January 6th. And he goes, oh, my God, I'm going to rip that bitch apart. Wow. And he goes up to do his next set, and I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) So he just goes off for 10 minutes or so um, all about, you know, whatever, Republicans. And... I had to follow that, oh, you
3: dug your own grave, <clears throat> yeah. yeah,
2: and so and, I, and you you can't like this just happened, it's got to be talked about, yeah, <clears throat> so I went up and I said, so you know, I just want to say i'm I'm really high, and i when I got really high, I might or might not have said something to someone. And then that person may or may not have spent the last 12 minutes screaming about it from this stage. I don't know if any of that happened. Yeah. I am high. Uh huh. Moving on.
0: Good. So it, it was handled. It was so <coughs> much fun, though. All right. We got uh, news. Sure. I don't know what we're happened. We're not going to
3: talk about the songs we hate?
0: Well, we're going to figure out. I don't know what the poll is.
5: I gave you a poll <clears throat>
0: update. <clears throat> oh, you did?
5: I could, yeah, I'll give
0: you a okay. <clears throat> Well, we'll do it. We'll take a break. We'll come back with doing this. We'll oh, give you a man. poll update on which is worse. Yeah. I, I, you can't do worse than Man Eater to me because even though I was made for loving, he was horrible, it at least moves in some yeah. direction.
3: But <laughs> isn't a poll update now <laughs> on stage three?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah,
3: Mandy.
0: That should be a poll update. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back right after this. Stamps.com. Add stamps.com to your wish list this year. They've helped over 1 million businesses save money and time during the holiday rush. And they've been doing it for 25 years. We've used them here for years, 12 plus years. We send out merch, books, paperwork. It's all with stamps.com. Your personal post office. That's stamps.com. Now. Taking care of orders on the go is even easier with the Stamps.com mobile app. Need a package picked up? Just schedule it through the Stamps.com dashboard. Give your business the gift of Stamps.com so mailing and shipping is covered this holiday season. Use promo code ADAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. And that thing goes up. I think that's 60 or 80 pounds. We use it here all the time. No commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com. Click the microphone at the top of the homepage and enter the code ADAM.
1: Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV, stream now, pay never.
2: Dawson, the sound guy, has a soft spot for the weed. He can make a pipe out of anything and hawks loogies of brown and green. Puffity puff, puff, puffity puff, puff, puff. He's firing up a bowl. Puffity puff, puff, puffity puff,
0: puff, puff. Dawson is always stoned. Fitzdog in studio. You can uh, find him on his Instagram at Fitz, sorry, at Greg Fitzsimmons, at Greg Fitzsimmons. Let's give him to 100,000 followers. Website, FitzDog.com for all the live shows as well. So funny. You were so, we just played that Puffy song, Puffy song, because I was just saying to Dr. Drew <clears throat> earlier today, I go, do we need poofy and Puffy? They're the same thing.
3: Poofy and puffy?
0: Yeah. We use, some people say poofy. And we have the word poofy. It's a word. And we have the word puffy.
3: (laughs) Never heard the word poofy in my life. You probably heard
0: poofy, but you thought puffy. Maybe. People say, oh, that guy's hair is super poofy. Right. (laughs) But they mean puffy. But puffy and poofy are two different words that mean the same thing. We looked it up. There it is.
3: Did Poofy get canceled last (coughs) week?
0: Poofy was derived (laughs) from...
3: Wait, Puffy Puffy
0: is derived from Poofy. So Poofy predated Puffy. But...
5: Yeah, so Poofy needs to be... (coughs) It's filled with air, whereas Puffy could just be like something swollen.
0: Yeah, I guess. It's the difference between Poofy and Puffy is Poofy is of... Or... Pertaining to something that is puffy, filled with air. I don't think it needs... It's think not like it, the exact it same Does need to description. be filled with air? Yeah. It's the same. I'm saying we don't need both. Yeah. You should have poofed on that joint instead of puffed, is what I'm saying, Dawson. But we do need puff, but we don't need puffy. Or we don't need poofy. Fitzdog, you just use poofy. No, puffy. I said puffy. Yeah, puffy's your word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poofy exists.
3: Yeah, and we don't need it. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I'm trying to think of other words that are redundant that we don't need. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to
5: think about it.
3: Give it some thought.
5: I'm going to get back to you. I got this scratch sheet and a pen. Please. Homework.
0: All right. What's in the news?
5: Well, let me give you an update on the, uh, the song poll really quick. So we tweeted out, which song is worse? Maneater or I Was Made for Loving You. Mm-hmm. Over 250 votes at the moment. Man eater is worse. Fifty eight point four percent say mm. it's worse. Not much though. <coughs> it's not a not a foregone conclusion. No, it's it's close. And some of the comments are, um, you can play. I was made for loving you at the strip club. Can't say the same for Maneater. That's mm,
0: It's a good point. It's a good point. But a
5: lot of people like Maneater. And a lot. Uh, someone mm. and I was made for loving you. Someone said that's a guilty pleasure of mine. No. Um, trick question. They're both awesome, someone said. Oh, cool. So, yeah. All right. Rank these three all right. Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. Yeah, We Built
3: This City by Jefferson Starship. Yep. And Kokomo by The Beach Boys.
4: Ooh.
0: Those are all tool tunes. We As Built we This per- City is the greatest. As we refer to. Those are songs that I would listen to, but with the windows up on yeah. the car. Oh, really? And at the, the actual, you want to know the actual definition of the Tool Tune? We'd say like, it's a song that you're enjoying. Like, you know, if Barbie Girl came on or something, <laughs> or I'm too sexy <laughs> for my shirt or something, I might listen to it, but I would roll the window up.
4: Yeah.
0: I think it would be, I think the real definition of a Tool Tune is, if you had a black Uber driver, would you listen to it? On your phone, and and none of those would work for yeah. that. But you might do it alone. Yeah, I guess is right, what I'm right. what okay. I'm saying.
3: Interesting. Yeah. But
0: there is a difference between a shit song and then a song that is, you know, you like quietly but don't want to be judged about.
3: All right, here's a shit song. <clears throat> um, Hell is for children by Pat Benatar.
0: Well, hold on a <laughs> second. On. Hold on. Hold on, Mr. Fitzdog. Yeah. That's my go-to karaoke. No, it's not. Yes. No way. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it
4: is.
0: (laughs) Yes, and the reason it's really good because I can talk it up during this part. Uh Do we have any kids out there? I had a pretty rough childhood.
3: A lot of a lot
0: of folks that have been. Well, we'll just call them. It's not. It's not. It's called rape survivor. Incest survivor. We don't say victim. You understand we say survivor because we put a much more positive spin on it and then I go into it, you know.
4: Oh uh, yeah.
0: Right. And then at the end At the end they go crazy and I just start throwing punches and karate
3: kicks. Yes.
0: I mean I think they're not had a man show rap party where I didn't I didn't bust this thing out at the end. That's
3: amazing. Yeah,
0: and I'm also Covered with sweat when I'm done.
3: Do you have tear off clothing with a ghee underneath? I should have. I just went
0: right through my long sleeve shirt. Right,
3: right. I mean, it's the kind of song when it comes on the radio, you just you just came out of Kashmir Mm -hmm. by by Led Zeppelin, and they throw that thing on, and you're like, Do I want to go down? Do I want to go all the way down?
0: Child abuse and rape and incest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I. I this song has a big ending too, which I like a big ending. Some cowbell. Yeah, we're hanging till the end. Yeah, sure. Good. Probably playing the flying (sighs) V here.
3: The guitar is fucking amazing.
0: This Neil Schoen, is that
2: his name? Gerardo. Gerardo. They've been married forever. Right. And she's still not in the Rock and Roll
0: Hall of Fame. You guys see me I'm throwing kicks, sweatsh line, spittle everywhere, singling out a kid in the crowd, getting in his face. Big ending here. Kicks, punches, shoulder rolls. I'm going nuts
3: up there right now. You're looking up at the sky? I'm or everywhere, down. Everywhere
0: Oh, that's how you, that's how you end a song. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Fitz Dong. Yeah. Hells is not on the table for the Iceman. I start with vehicle by the Ides of March, and then I finish with Hells for oh, Children. Nice. That's that's how I roll. Yeah, karaoke and then, standpoint.
3: Do you collapse on the stage or is <laughs> it James Brown thing where somebody needs you? I have you a all.
0: guy who brings a robe. Yeah. out to me. It's kind of a cape robe. It's uh-huh. terry cloth, but it's a cape. Yeah. you know. And he just kind of helps me. Are you?
3: Are you giving a scepter?
0: <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not that. You know, I'm not a showman. Yeah. I'm, I'm there to work for right. the crowd, and then I'm just want to. You're a Get conduit the, for the music. That's right. It, it travels through me. Through you. Yeah. And occasionally, if uh there's a lady I want to do a duet with, I will pick up this Sheriff song. Sheriff had a hit called uh I can I I Can't Make It Without You? No, Babe. Babe? I don't Sheriff. Sheriff only had one hit. The band Sure, but I'll I'll bring a lovely lady. You know, I extend my hand. Yeah, and I bring, I'll bring a lovely lady out of the crowd, and we'll we'll knock this bad boy out. Mm. Can't even tell it's from the '80s. Timeless. Yeah. And I'll look at her when I'm singing. Obviously. Yeah. This would be my part.
3: Rose in your teeth or no?
0: No, I can't sing with the rose. But oh, I'll present her rose What am I Dora. thinking? I'll drag my hand back hand on her face I'll drag it uh, you know it's creepier that way yeah. when you go back in
4: yeah.
0: Side eye, eye there's no one else in the room even though the room's packed Yeah you know what I mean Yeah and then I'll let her do this part back to me you know
4: Maybe it's the way you me. We- Exposed chest
0: hair sure it's not on at this point, so whatever, there. <laughs> <Maybe it's laughs>
4: whatever, there.
0: The and then we come together for, for this part after, the, after yeah. the bass kicks in. So this is where we both hit it and we turn toward the audience.
3: Mm. Proud pleasure.
0: I can hold that note.
3: It's funny because fashion goes in cycles. Like every 20 or 30 years, the same thing comes back. Mm -hmm. This 80s shit, it's never coming back. Never. It's 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 coming back when
0: popcorn acoustic ceilings with gold flicks in it <laughs> yeah, come back. Right, never never will be the answer when
3: orange shag and love seats with wheels right. on the bottom come right. back. And
0: this is where we come together again.
3: Yeah. Are you looking for an outfit that coordinates with yours before you bring her up on the stage? It's factored in. Yeah,
0: but it's not all I'm looking for. Right. I'm looking for sort of camera ready, camera likes her, yeah. And a, and also the pipes to pull off sheriff. Sure. How can you tell she's got the pipes for me? Uh maybe she did summer loving five yeah. songs uh, earlier and you're I noticed the scouting. Scouting, scouting. Oh I'm you think I'm just drinking and fucking having a good time. Yeah. No, she's gotta be able to do this. And right. so here it comes. I'll go up an octave. here, right here. Ah, blow the roof off this place! And especially this part at the end. This is where the room goes silent. Some guys will be holding lighters up. Other guys will be on their legs on their shoulders. You know.
3: What percentage of the women are crying at this point?
0: You would be fast, quicker to figure out which ones aren't crying. Yeah, it's yeah. faster. Yeah. This is, and now here's where I kick it in. Now this is a, this is a lighter. You go up there? Oh yeah. Yeah, I go there. You got it. You're doing sheriff. Most people won't try it. You know, they do the, you know, they they pick some fucking Dean Martin shit that's in the register, you know, not me. Yeah. I go right up. Damn. I'll take on sheriff. That is impressive. Yeah. Every once in a while, the guy runs karaoke. Doesn't know the fuck, sheriff. <laughs> so they don't they don't roll that deep. That's why I show up with my own sheriff. Yeah, and I deputized him to play sheriff. Play That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There's a picture of me singing at Kimmel's house uh, from 25 years ago, singing uh, karaoke, which you, you can just you can just see from that shot how. You know how how deep into hell is for children? Mm. I actually am. It's somewhere on someone's computer. But all right, anyway, Chris, what do we got? News?
5: Yeah. So um, there's a story about this YouTuber <clears> throat> who throat> in 2021 he he's a he's a pilot as well. So he takes off on a single engine plane.
0: All right, hold They're, on. We can throw the picture up. Sorry, if it's, I can get a shot of what I'm like when I'm really hitting my wow. stride. You know what I mean? That there's no phoning any part of that sheriff song or hell is for children that is 100% from the
3: that, gut that vein on the neck cannot take any more blood past <laughs> no, that at I'm that going moment. hard yeah yeah it's full
0: yeah it was so full that <laughs> Jimmy's daughter was like nine at the time she came downstairs crying <laughs> she like Katie came downstairs like make it stop make it stop I tried tried to go to bed at 8.30 yeah. at night and at 30 in the morning I was banging out hell is <laughs> for
3: children she's like hell is for
5: children <laughs> she, she did she came downstairs crying you made a, a girl in another room cry in another level she was not She's upstairs it's they
0: all cry I just asked <laughs> right. they all cry yeah, You cried. So. yeah all right, YouTuber. Oh yeah, so something. he takes off
5: on a plane. Uh, Thirty minutes later, while flying above the Los Padres National Forest, mm-hmm. uh, he said that the plane's engine had failed, mm-hmm. and he had to jump out of the plane. So here's the video.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But he's filming it. Yeah, yeah kidding, I mean, yeah, because he's
5: a YouTuber, so he has GoPros out. Oh, but it's okay. like, hey, engine has failed, and he just jumps out of the plane. Mm. Yeah. So, I, I guess you can't ditch
0: it in a national forest. I, well, he ditched it. I guess. And he has a selfie stick. No, no, stick. I mean, you can't ditch it. You can't land it. You know? Oh, right. You can jump out of a plane, but you can't try to land the plane.
5: Yeah, so he ditched it, and he has a selfie stick following him as the, the plane crashes. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has now been charged six months in federal prison for staging this small plane crash. Yeah. So thirty year old guy, so he's um, yeah he he basically admitted, yeah it was an intentional crash. Oh, he in, he, in, he announced it. Yeah, because they because everybody like viewers were suspicious at first. They were like, he's already wearing a parachute. He had no mm-hmm. he made no yeah. attempt to glide the aircraft to a safe landing area. Just took the camera with a selfie stick and bailed. Well,
0: again, I don't you know they call that dead stick when the propeller stops. Uh, And when a plane's like dead stick and you're in the mountains, uh, I don't know where you're going to put that thing down. You you know what I mean? So if I'm if I'm making his argument, I'm basically saying, look, I got a window to try to get out of this plane. I mean, literally a time window, you you know, you know what I mean? And that time window is going to go away if I'm heading down and trying to find a place to land this thing. And there is no place to land this thing but so he kind of had that argument but then they could probably forensically like go through the plane although I don't know if they could go oh the carburetor was yeah, clogged sure. the jet was clogged Black or boxed. something there's
2: like a, that there's another interesting thing um, <laughs> if you had a full tank of fuel there would have been a, a major explosion on right. impact mm-hmm. so he had to be really really careful you know in knowing that Not if can't start a stays forest fire in LA so he definitely made sure. At least that's the way I think there would be a, an explosion on impact if it was full of fuel, because there's yeah, metal, but, there's going but to be if a spark. you ditch
0: the plane, you're going to start the fuel fire too, aren't you? If you jump no, out, no,
2: not if you have an empty tank.
0: Well, so I think he purposely ditched the plane when you know.
5: Uh, well, he ditched did he the plane. Say he
0: ran out of gas, or did he say? Yeah, he well, he he just admitted issue. that
5: the he said the engine failed, but then so. Uh, He was told days after the crash to preserve the site and inform the National Transportation Board where it was. Instead, this guy goes to the crash site. He used a helicopter to lift the wreckage out. Then bit by bit, he dismantled and disposed of the wreckage in an attempt to thwart the federal investigation. Uh He pled guilty earlier this year to destruction concealment with the intent to obstruct a federal investigation. Um, The quote is, It appears that Jacob exercised exceptionally poor judgment in committing this offense. He most likely committed this offense to generate social media and news coverage for himself and to obtain financial gain. Nevertheless, this type of daredevil conduct cannot be tolerated.
0: Well, also you get into trouble for covering the crime as well as the crime. Yeah. Because trying to cover it up.
5: Yeah. So he wrote, so Jacob has wrote that he is, quote, sincerely sorry and has suffered a lot of consequences from this offense. Uh, While I carefully researched the plane route to make sure the crash would not be near human housing or trail, trail routes, I should have never gone forward with it. So he did wow. it all for the clicks.
0: Well, he's going to be the only guy in cell block H who ditched a Cessna. Because everyone else there stabbed a cop, raped their stepdaughter, yeah, or whatever. He, yeah. he will be the bell of cell block H. Because I guarantee there's not going to be anybody else who's in that prison for ditching a Cessna.
3: Right, right.
0: Or bailing out of yeah. a Cessna.
3: No, it's like uh, his 9-11.
0: Yep. Well— all right. right, but he fessed up to it. Yeah, got he six, up months. six months.
5: Yeah. Um, so there is a a type of daredevil act that people but, you know, are when, loving.
0: When we when you hire people and they go like, oh, they want to know if you have a record or you're a felon or whatever it is. Um, you know, when a guy comes in, he wants a job, and I see he has a record, and that record is like arson, yeah. statutory rape, vandalism, or something. But. Jumping out of a moving airplane, well, I the, tend to hire that guy. I like the cut of his jib.
3: That, yeah. The downside is he's he's a guy who doesn't finish a job. Do you, yeah, do you, you want him on a project? Of,
0: he could jump out of the out of the transpo van yeah. before it comes to board <laughs> parks.
4: <laughs> Just,
0: once you deliver these parcels to downtown, he bails on it All on right. the 10 freeway. All right. yeah. yeah, he could do that. You're yeah. right. But I still think I like the cut of his jib. Yeah. Cause that guy, it's a cause that's a guy you could go. You got to come in Saturday, and he can't go. Geez, I'm really not up to it. You because you'd go. You're up to jumping out of a yeah. fucking airplane uh, with a that with, was with dead stick. Yeah, come on. Right. All right. Sorry.
5: Um. So there is a guy who everybody's loving that jumped off a cliff into a large body of water. So so this is uh, a Norwegian death diver.
3: Oh, I saw Ken this. Ken
5: Stornes. So he. He's uh he's Instagram famous, so he just committed the new or uh, got the new world record, 132 feet. Wow! And here, here, let's watch it. So first, he starts off by throwing a stone into the water. Now, people think that he does this uh, to break the surface tension, but let's just watch him jump in now. A lot of hang time. Did he Big belly flop? It no, looked like so, he went fate. Yeah. So the death dive. And if you do a death dive competition, you have mm-hmm. to do that pose. For as long as possible before you curl up into like a ball and oh and really the, yeah, you don't go with
0: your legs straight no you do you do that weird pose and then you go you yeah, go then cannonball
5: then you, yeah basically so you could set
0: a few records he could set the cannonball splash record wow. he could send the deepest dive <laughs> record, yeah Are, is that ice yes yeah, yeah, yeah. this is this is in Norway so oh this, this guy' is. Damn. Yeah, this is a cold plunge. Yes, another guy I want to hire.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: so Steve, I need to sure. I need to pick. Hey Bjorn, I need to pick up donuts <laughs> on the way, and I don't really think I'm. A, you're not up to it. Well, this is also, you're not up to it. <laughs> yeah,
5: this is also why you want to hire him. So, the uh, the previous record was for 102 feet. Oh, he's one of these guys, and he did it. He's the one that set it. Oh,
0: <laughs> I love a guy who breaks his own broke record. his own by 30%. record by 30 percent
5: by 30 percent. And
0: not two years later. Well, don't the guys who really have the record that are the guys who fell <laughs> off, who tried to kill themselves on the Golden Gate Bridge? But, I guess but survived.
3: Well, I was just I was just <laughs> I mean, there, and right, I researched the- this because I was curious if any. They just put. Are you ready for this shit? They put a net up around the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. It took so long, and there was so many cost overruns that in two thousand. Twenty-three dollars versus when they made the bridge in whatever mm-hmm. year that was. Yeah, the bridge itself cost ten percent more than the net to put around the bridge. Right. Which, by the way, if you have any commitment as a suicidal, you are going to hit you are going to hit the, you're gonna hit the, the, the net. You are going to run off to the edge of the net, jump again. Right. If you ever see
0: like what the. Uh Circus trapeze guys do yeah. who miss the grip. You know, they hit the net, and then they go to the edge of that and they flip That's themselves. Right. It's, a bu- it's a beautiful move, yeah. that flip off the side of yep. the net. I love it. I love that move. It's yeah. part of my childhood, seeing guys do, Yeah, off, off the edge. So, yes, you would do that. The same, I guess, if you worked in a Japanese or a Chinese factory making iPhones right. and you wanted to kill yourself. I feel like the net could be defeated. But this guy... I like this guy. I like that it was frozen water. I like that he set the record. I like that he wasn't wearing some kind of unitard or yeah, wetsuit yeah. or something. He just went full speedo. Yeah, uh, I love that guy. The real—I mean, the real hero is the guy who rigged the platform.
4: <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: like you got to take this piece of plywood <laughs> yeah. and put it on the side of a cliff. Okay, yeah. that guy deserves a, a medal as well. And. I don't know. What is the height? Now, you got to look it up, Dawson. What is the Golden Gate Bridge off the water? Because
5: These people need to be in contention for the well, world
0: record. Well, maybe 95 feet or something. I don't know if it's well, above something 130.
5: Something
3: like 3% 3 or 5% of people that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge have survived. Yeah. But it's not just the impact. It's the currents. Yes. It's very difficult to survive those currents.
0: Yes. It's 220 feet. Oh, well, this guy doesn't have the record.
3: Yeah. I hope next time that's he, right. I hope
4: that's the next right.
0: time he pulls into a bar, he sits down next to a guy tried to kill himself <laughs> on the Golden Gate Bridge and survive because he's going to be like, yes, my name is Bjorn. You yeah. know what I do? And they're yeah. like, eh. 132 feet.
3: That was from San Francisco, that's, Adam.
0: That's cute. Well, not Bjorn. And that that's at no. high tide. So oh. Oh. if you go at low tide, it's it's much, a much farther drop. Anybody could tack 100 feet onto this guy's record yeah. who survived the Golden Gate Bridge. Those and a, are the real and heroes.
3: A, and a tougher piece of water to get
5: out of.
0: That's right. Yeah, and sharks. The That's sharks right. Under the
5: Golden Gate Bridge. That's right.
0: That's right. All right, so this guy didn't do jack shit.
5: And I I guess the reason he throws the rock over is because he needs to see the rippling of the water so he can prepare for impact because you lose, like, your depth perception. So people think it's to break the surface tension of the water so it's a softer landing, but it's not.
0: When they have... So there is a thing, another thing for Dawson to look up, high divers into water, like, when they would do it as, like, a sideshow at, like... um, It used to be a thing. Acapulco cliff diving used to be a thing. They used to do a dive in uh, in, in, like Marineland or SeaWorld or something. There was such a thing as a sort of sideshow, which is high divers. And they'd land in little pools. They'd land in pools. Yeah. Yeah. And they would bubble up the pool. Uh-huh. At, at, to give them a spot. And I don't know if it had something to do with softening up, but it would bubble. It would bubble, and these guys would do it. And whenever I saw this, any of this, I was always like, the jump from the platform at the top, which was crazy, because guys can go full handstand with this little two-foot-by-two-foot two platform yeah. at the top. The hairiest part of that whole endeavor was the 90-foot ladder climb. That was like outside of the pool. <laughs> yeah, You'd have to climb up a 100-foot ladder, and if you fell, you hit the asphalt. Yeah. You weren't, you wasn't in the middle of the pool. It was right. outside of the yeah. pool. So that's kind of a crazy gig. But they bubbled, have a video of a high dive record from 1984, 172 feet. Oh, see, this guy's standing on that little fucking ladder. And they would do flips and stuff.
5: Oh, my gosh.
0: I mean, how crazy is the ladder part? How deep is the pool? I, this is, he's going into Shamu's pool.
4: This is a girlfriend, Linda? His girlfriend. Look at the face. She's talking to herself nonstop. A I, a, if I were Linda, I wouldn't have confidence. attended.
3: Well, maybe there's a large life insurance policy. Oh, you're right. Up there, eyes closed.
1: <laughs> Meditating. What's it going to feel like? What do I have to do right off the top?
0: Oh, is that Kathy Lee Gifford or somebody? Linda. Oh, no, Frank what's her name? Down below. No, that's Never what's done her name? He Stew oh,
5: oh! Wow. Well. Now, have, have
2: have is that for <laughs> timing?
0: Sorry, Bjorn. You just got your <laughs> ass kicked by a fucking American and a speed <laughs> with wonderful hair. He just did a fucking fi- full gainer. I yeah. mean, he did... He did the full flips. I'm telling you, these are the world's greatest One. athletes. One, was a flip. I mean, could you imagine someone telling him with a twist and a it gainer?
3: A, it was a two two full flips and a half gainer. But the ball, oh. imagine the impact on your balls. My ball hands would sack. be right underneath there.
0: Yeah. He made it. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
3: I've t- I've jumped off pretty high cliffs in my day. Yeah. and And it's the balls, and it's also the water you get up your nose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Very g-
3: intense.
0: Yeah, guys used to swim with a nose pincher. Do you guys remember yeah. that? Yeah. It was the opposite of a breathe right strip. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was the, the same company probably made the nose pincher. Yeah. When my dad got into the pool, he'd go with the nose. Oh, no. When my dad would go into a swimming pool, he would dive in and hold his nose with one hand. Like, you couldn't <laughs> me, look like a bigger <laughs> pussy than holding and doing yeah, the one-handed Right dive, and my grandparents' four-foot deep fucking pool in North Hollywood, but uh,
3: I used to, 72. I, I used to be a bubbler in pools. Farted? Yeah.
0: Mm. That's
3: why I like a good hot tub. You can just kind
5: of... Am I right that the
0: climb up the fucking ladder is the scariest part yeah. of this, this equation that this guy who, just who, did? people
5: who are just getting out of the pool, they're all, they have wet feet, mm-hmm. wet hands, uh-huh. yeah. climbing up the ladder. It's yeah, winding. you're right. Got all the kiss
0: makeup on. <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh my god
0: just standing the platform he's standing on is 18 inches by 18 inches yeah I don't know he didn't get airlifted up there they have to crawl up there yeah
3: how many times (laughs) do you see people go up on a cliff like friends and then pussy out and have to climb down you couldn't do that with a crowd of people no
0: we did that we 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 climbed up onto the roof of the Mulholland club we used to break in in the Mulholland club when I was in high school right and the Mulholland Club had a two-story or three-story roof that was above the swimming pool, and but you had to clear some patio. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like you had to you had to get a little run at it at night. You know, and the way we got up there is we went up to the upper deck patio and we stacked furniture on top of one another. We're all naked. And we were, we pulled ourselves up. A piece of conduit was sticking out with a light on it. We'd pull all ourselves up and we'd get up on the roof, right? And my buddy Ray jumped, my buddy Chris jumped, uh, I jumped. But it was a little hairy because it was at night and you had to jump out and clear some some cement. And then there was a diving board sticking out too. You had to kind of avoid that. And. I told everyone the same thing. <laughs> My friend Snake, I, I, was, I was giving the safety speech on the roof. You know, because everyone was naked and drunk and eighteen, and I was like, I was sort of sensible. I was like, Listen, let's think this out. Because if somebody misses the pool, you're going to be in a, a quadriplegic. Yeah. Like, and and I also came up the theory, which is either hit the pool fully. Or miss it fully. Don't land half yeah. in. If you'll land half in, you'll get more fucked up. Right, you won't right. get half as fucked up. You'll get twice as fucked up. I'm giving this safety speech, and my buddy Snake just runs past me in the night and just goes flying <laughs> off the roof. Right in the middle of my safety speech. Snake would do that. And then everyone Chucks jumps out. off, but our friend Rudy can't oh, get himself nah. to do it. And he's on the roof, and it's naked. He's naked. And there's no way to get off the roof, and let, you have to jump because off the roof is you got to climb back down the stucco face. We took patio furniture and stacked it uh-huh. on top of one another with like a chair on top of two yeah. tables. Like you just couldn't crawl down, but he wouldn't. You wouldn't get off
5: the. <laughs> uh, shame with that. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. the opposite
0: naked. of the movie, Rudy,
5: where he <laughs> yeah. would have done it. You're you right. know, yeah, right. still both acquired cheers. And also, like those tall water slides, you would just see guys just walking down the steps of, of yeah. the top of the water slide. Like, oh, yeah. well, well,
0: that's too long. I'd make more fun of them, but I just did that with the snowboard last summer. I was like, I can't make it down this hill with, on this snowboard. I'm walking it. So Rudy's probably laughing <laughs> right. somewhere. All right. Dr. Mike is astronaut. Dr. Mike uh, is going to join us in a second. Fitzhaw, so you want to hang out, talk to a real-life astronaut? Yeah. Yeah, all right. That's a ring endorsement. Uh, he's the guy, if you watch the movie Gravity, that Clooney's character is based on. So that's a pretty cool game. Wow. We'll talk to uh former NASA astronaut right after this. Meter, the holidays are here, and we get to stuff our faces, and we get to shop. But here's a must-have tool for you. You're going to cook those meals, and it makes the perfect gift, especially for the person that loves something with some protein in it meter smart meat thermometer tracks the temperature of your meat and lets you know exactly when it's ready to come out of the oven smoker air fryer or grill this stuff works it's an amazing piece of technology i always overcook stuff before i had meter because i'm scared i'm gonna give people botulism or salmonella now now i have meter always comes out perfectly don't undercook or overcook that turkey this holiday season, or how about the prime rib meter comes with cloud service for limited range and you can monitor and cook while you're watching TV or even running out to the store. The perfect tool for holiday cooking, the perfect gift it's meter, right? Dawson shop meter.com for the best kitchen tool out there
2: and make this season stress-free use it for your holiday cooking or start shopping for your Christmas
0: gifts. That's M E A T E R.com. Oh, Oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Well, they have a holiday gift guide and it's here. So if you're struggling with gift ideas, they have something for everyone with gifts starting at under $10. bucks. they have got deals for the mechanic on your list and you can save on work lights, tools and more and help those who like to help themselves. Choose from great gift ideas to help someone make their car look its best inside and out and Save on cleaning supplies like washing and drying cloths, floor mats, steering wheel covers, seat covers. It's all there. The Holiday Gift Guide also has the emergency supplies you need for your loved ones to stay safe. Save now on tire inflators and SuperStart 12-foot jumper cables. The professional parts people will help you pick out the perfect gift for that hard-to-buy-for person on your list this year. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts or shop shoporeillyauto.com.
2: It's time to check Adam's voicemail.
6: Hey, man. Hey, I got a rich man, poor man. This actually came from my son being referred to by a number, meaning you could either be Called by your number as a professional athlete or a prisoner. Get it on.
2: You can leave us a message at 888-634-1744.
0: Former astronaut Dr. Mike Massimino is joining us. We don't have a vid feed on him, but you should be able to hear him loud and clear. He's got a new book called Moonshot. It's available wherever you find finer books and uh, many lessons to be imparted from this book. Good to see you, Dr. Mike.
6: Yeah, I can see you guys fine. Oh,
0: okay. It, but that's unfortunate, but
6: I can see you guys uh, very clearly. Um,
0: Thanks so for me. many many interesting chapters in your life story, um, set a record for spacewalking the most time, I I believe. If I screw that up, you you tell me. And uh, yeah, Gravity, the Clooney movie with uh, Sandra Bullock. Bullock, that was a really first first off so how accurate was was that if if in, and were you supposed to be that guy or was that guy supposed to be you
6: well uh, to, to answer that second question first uh that was something that uh, came out in abc news uh they made me the person of the week say, saying that uh you know it was kind of i think it was more like uh saying that the movie gravity was popular and we uh, they they had me as their person of the week saying it was based on uh, some of the stuff I did in space because I was a Hubble spacewalker. The only truth that the character was based on me I, that I heard that I would like say Sarah. Right, yeah, I believe that was the director of the movie um, told me we were doing some publicity when I was with NASA to help out a little bit with the promotion of the movie. He said that he listened to my tapes and watched our spacewalking tapes. We had done an IMAX movie on Hubble and uh, it was a Warner Brothers film, as was Gravity. And so he said that uh, he watched those tapes and it helped him direct the movie. So that, I think, is where maybe that, uh, that, that statement came in. But I've heard that. ABC News reported that. So And I haven't done much to dispel it. I take it as a compliment. As far as the movie, yeah. uh, nah, the movie was, was make-believe. We never really had bad days like that. There was a lot of uh, things that were inaccurate. However, I thought George Clooney made a very cool astronaut. And when I see these space movies, Adam, I just care whether or not the astronaut looks cool. You know, if you want to learn the physics behind things, you got to go to school and study. If you want to be entertained, go to the movies. And uh, that one I thought was very entertaining. And I thought I liked it. Although
0: I didn't think Clooney, spoiler alert, needed to cut himself loose. I think he could have worked his way back. It didn't seem like he was going to. I don't know how much centrifugal force is involved in space, but it seemed like he could have salvaged. That one.
3: Yeah, I remember I think, one of the award shows. Yeah. It was Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, and they made a joke. Uh, and then the, the movie Gravity, where George Clooney, rather than spending time with a woman his own age, launched himself into space. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's
6: funny. That's Maybe that's, funny that's the joke. reason why. Then.
3: Yeah,
0: when you yeah. saw that, did you think to yourself, uh, if that were a crewmate of mine, I could have reeled him in?
6: I, when I, I, you know, I haven't really thought about that since uh, in a long time. And but when I when I did see it, and as you're describing, I remember the scene. The thought that went through my head was that no one would ever do that. Not only be he was the experienced guy. Not only to, that it would, you know, it, it's a stupid thing to do. I think, but also uh, he gave his crewmate less of a chance of surviving by leaving.
4: Mm. And that if this
6: was like a true, if there was like some truth to that survival in the story if it was you know that in in that sort of situation there's a much greater likelihood that two people would survive as opposed to one person on their own especially since she was depicted as the inexperienced person
0: that part bumped me now we can move on to talking about okay. Bruce Willis's character in Armageddon
5: yes cool all right
0: <laughs> did you see Armageddon i did see Armageddon how about that scene where Bruce and his ragtag crew took on the moon-drilling rover, jumped in and started pulling out wires and pulling out junk and throwing it at the NASA engineers, going, this is junk. we got to rework the cams. I don't think that would happen on the ground. Would you let roughnecks come in and mess with your equipment that way? You know, I... I I
6: don't remember the scene. Man. Oh, it's, it's, it's been a long time. That's I saw that movie years ago. I remember I went to the rap party that they had down at the Kennedy Space Center and met those guys. It was kind of cool. I think I may have seen it maybe one time you know, since the opening. Well, but, I've uh, seen it 128 yeah, times
0: since but then. The, but it's the way the way
6: you're describing it, the way you're describing it, I think uh, I don't know. Can I, I remember that movie. Whoever whoever is qualified to do the job is the person you need, and and you could train people to do anything and. So I think they were, I guess, uh, doing the right thing, whatever it was, pulling wires out or whatever was needed. They got the job done, so I guess it was the right thing to do. But so it's still a movie, you know, and both those movies are kind of make
0: believe, so uh, yeah. yeah, it didn't really happen. Don't but, ruin uh, them.
6: They were, I think, both very
0: entertaining. Um, what's uh, what's your general take on Elon Musk and SpaceX and that whole world? I think overall,
6: uh, the uh, privatization of space, some of these private companies. Uh, it, it's a good thing. It's allowing more people to go. It's, it's You've got more access to space now. So people who want to go for different reasons, who and people who either cannot or don't want to try to become NASA astronauts or government astronauts, there's there's ways that they can fly in space now. Um, a lot of it is forking over a lot of money in, in most cases, but there's also uh, opportunities for research, to launch more spacecraft, satellites, and so on. I teach at Columbia. My students have flown two experiments in space, one on a Blue Origin vehicle, which is Jeff Bezos' company, and one on a SpaceX vehicle to the space station. And these are student projects. This, this is unheard of just even a couple of years ago. Wow. So I think overall it's a good thing because it's increased the access to space for, for many people in countries and and technology. I think it's overall a great thing.
5: Yeah, well, we, we recently spoke to William Shatner, who uh-huh. talked about going into space, and when he... Initially, was in space and looked down at Earth. Yeah. He actually felt an overwhelming sadness. That was his mm-hmm. first reaction. Yeah, uh, because um, he thinks that we're wasting away our resources uh, on Earth, and it just it actually just made him sad seeing it as a Earth as almost finite. Now, mm. um, what, what was your first reaction going up into space and just yeah. looking at the Earth?
6: Well, I think he was only up for about four minutes, so that was probably a quick look. I mean, he might, if he was up there longer, maybe we had a different impression, I guess. I, I didn't feel that sadness at all. I think we're living in an absolute paradise, and we're very lucky to be here. It's fragile. You have the, the thin atmosphere that you can see the thinness of it, and you realize, well, we, we've got to take care of this place as best we can. But, but I think we're really lucky to be here. I, I, I think it's, a, it's just a paradise that we're living in, and I uh, can't imagine any place being more beautiful. Uh, and you can see its beauty from from up there. I think it's a really special place it's a It's a really nice home that we have. so I didn't feel any sadness. I, I felt really overjoyed that we have such a beautiful home.
0: I feel sad for the person sitting next to Shatner who paid five million bucks to watch this guy crying, Captain yelling, Kirk. we're all going to die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just going, come on, dude, I just ate a gummy. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. You're harshing my yeah. bell. This is my dream since <laughs> I was five. I thought I was going to meet my Nana. Yeah. And now I got yeah. I got Captain Kirk balling away over here yeah. talking about how we're all going to die. And he's 95. Yeah, I'm Captain, 32. Captain
6: yeah. 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 yeah, that that sounds a lot, that sounds a lot sadder to me. I think that other guy needed to be. You're right. Yeah, I don't think I think Captain Kirk didn't pay five million bucks to do that either. So. You were the first yeah. guy to
0: tweet from outer space.
6: Yeah, take that, Neil Armstrong.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that that uh, Neil Armstrong that quote mm-hmm. that it's misquoted. I think he yeah. got it wrong. I mean, yeah. he 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 never walked it back, but he wanted to say. Uh, You know, a small step for a man and then a Mm. giant step for mankind. But he said a small step for a man or for man and man, man and mankind mean the same thing. Right. Did he ever he said it was a transmission thing or something? I mean, I know he he must have been rehearsing that the entire trip. (laughs) It was was great. He kind of screwed it a little bit. But I think we got it. I think we got to cut this man a break. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you yeah, <laughs> you know
6: I stuttered
0: or something. I mean, the man was
6: on the moon. He—I did ask him about that, though, Adam. Oh, you did talk about it in the book, yeah? Because when I was a new astronaut and I met him, I—I I, I remember. I'm old enough to remember him on the moon. I was six years old, and he was my hero. I wanted to grow up to be Neil Armstrong. When I met him, I asked him, you know, how'd you come up with that thing you said on the moon? I didn't critique his, his, you know, his, his English on it. But I said, when did you come up with that thing you said on the moon? And he said he didn't think about what he was going to say on the moon until he landed on the moon. Wow. And he said he went a little further and he said, you know, if he didn't land on the moon, he was so concentrated on that, that there'd be no reason to say anything. And and then he went on further to try to teach me a lesson here, a valuable lesson, which was you can't get distracted with the public relations and all that stuff that it said, you know, I was new to the business He says, Mike, you're new to this, but this is a dangerous business and you got to do your job first. And not worry about that other stuff. And that's what I kept in mind when when I was asked to send the first tweet and people asked me. I just channeled Neil Armstrong and said, I'm not going to worry about that until we get to space. You know, we got to get to space first. And then when I got to space, I didn't know what to say. I looked (laughs) at the, the, I was like, man, this is some pretty bad advice I got from a hero. I was just having vapor lock. And I just put down whatever came to mind. It was like launch was awesome and the adventure of a lifetime has begun. And then I got made fun of on Saturday Night Live as a result. Making fun of my tweet compared to what Neil Armstrong had said years earlier, <laughs>
4: yeah.
6: but that was the that was the truth. I I don't think he worried about that too much. He was so much about the mission, and I think I think it's a pretty good quote, man. I mean, the whole world was listening. I know you guys are probably too young to remember. I don't the uh, the one dude with the hat on backwards there. I'm sorry, I don't hear your name, but you look kind of like a young guy. I don't know if Adam or your other colleague was was around at that time, but it was the whole world was listening, and uh, I think he, he pulled it off pretty well.
3: Third most watched thing in the in the history of the earth.
0: Yeah, what's the other? What's the first two? <laughs> Seinfeld final <laughs> final episode. Really, Queen Seinfeld. Elizabeth
3: the, Queen Elizabeth II was the number one.
0: With,
6: oh. For what
3: her death? Yeah, and then really,
0: it, yeah, and
3: uh, well,
6: that's something to think about, you know, because that was back in 1969. So there probably weren't as many TV sets, right? right. Back then, we watched it on a little black and white one, and a lot of the world probably
0: didn't have. Uh, Television like we do today. I so. think number I know, maybe that two is, maybe. was my dad picking up the check at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most talked about. Go. Nobody could believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people stupefied. Think that Applebee's yeah.
3: has those uh, yeah. in, in restaurant yeah. uh, cameras. The
0: yeah. um, the thing. So I was in Huntsville, Alabama. You probably spent some time mm-hmm. in Huntsville, sure, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, big sure did, spa- yep. big lot of NASA action going off there, yeah. and they yeah. have. Uh, big uh, i don't know if it's an Apollo rocket i don't know 7 it is it's a Saturn V that was supposed
6: to go to the moon that did not it was one of the canceled missions circa yep. 69 or something or yeah, early 70s? yeah so early Apollo, 70s it, we stopped at Apollo 17 NASA did and it was supposed to be in Apollo 18 19 and 20 which they canceled for budget reasons but they had already built the rocket ships so mm. one there's one in Huntsville there's one in uh, at the uh, Kennedy Space Center in Florida and one in Houston at the Johnson Space Center. So
0: that's a real rocket.
6: Yeah, so no, I knew
0: used. I knew it was real yeah. and I figured it yeah. was that era. Yeah, yep, a- And yep. I, you drive past that thing when you're mm-hmm. uh, heading into the Chuckle Hut to do the real work of life. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Where the heroes... Much scarier. Where the heroes work. <laughs> and and you look up at it and I was driving with Mike August and he goes, I, I, he said, could you imagine strapping yourself uh, to that, the top of that mm-hmm. thing? Because... Everything was so analog. And I said, yeah, the guys in the, in the room were using phones with dials on mm-hmm. them. You know what I mean? And we're going in this analog, mechanical, experimental world. We're going to go up in that thing. Crazy. That yeah. just, I mean, it's, it's the craziest, ballsiest thing in the world. Unbelievable. Right? Yeah. You talked
6: about the control center there. That You know, there was no email, of course, back then. You talked about the dial rotary phones. But the way they would get messages from, like, the back rooms of the control center to the front room where they were making decisions is, you know, those things like you see sometimes in the drive through at uh,
0: the banks, banks yeah, you know, that the, little the thing, that, like, vacuum
6: thing. system or something. Yeah. That's the way they got messages. They put, like, a message in a, in a little jar and sent it into, <laughs> the, into the control center. The other thing you notice, if you look at the mission control center back then, the, the, you know, the way it was, they saw it preserved as a national site at the Johnson Space Center, a lot of ashtrays. Oh, These yeah. you are smoking up a storm ah. in there, too. Oh, it's a different listen. Time there. Yeah.
0: So, if, if there was ever yeah. a time to smoke, it's during that launch countdown. I mean, yeah. if you, if you smoke them if you got them. That, right. I'm surprised yeah, the exactly. astronauts yeah. weren't smoking. I don't know if they would have got Apollo
6: 13 back successfully if they weren't smoking up a storm in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, so, you got to yeah. stay up all night. A lot of coffee, a lot of nicotine. Yeah. yeah. So, there you go. What year was your first launch? Uh, 2002. So... They have worked out a lot of the technology. Still very risky. Still, I don't yeah. know. Nerve wracking. It, it was
6: still pretty manual flown back then. Uh, the shuttle was a manually flown vehicle. Every every landing was done manually by the commander. Um, so there was very little automation on that vehicle. Now, you know, you mentioned you know, Elon Musk and SpaceX, and these 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 are pretty automated vehicles. So, um, which is makes them a lot safer, actually, and a lot of capability. Can't do exactly what the shuttle did, but, but yeah, the technology the shuttle was developed back in the seventies, mm-hmm. so we really didn't see a real big jump in technology until recently with uh, some of the spaceships. Did, using did that. you
0: ever land on in the shuttle? Yeah, we. Well,
6: I didn't land. I was a, I was not the pilot of the shuttle. I was a spacewalker on my mission. So, <laughs> yeah, both of my missions were on the space shuttle. Launched. We did our missions on the shuttle and you at land in like the Mojave stuff. Desert? No, no, well, first mission we land uh, you want to land back at the Kennedy Space Center. There were two there were three runways you can land the shuttle at normally. If you had an abort situation, you could land at runways along the east coast of the United States for an for an abort. In other words, for an emergency, you could also land southern uh, southern Europe and northern Africa. There were abort landing sites, but the primary sites when you're coming back from space, Florida was number 1 because that's where you launched from, right? So you land then you tow the thing back over to the processing facility so it can launch again. But on my second flight, that's where we landed on my first flight. Second flight, the weather was really bad in Florida, we got, which was cool because we got to stay in space for two days longer. And then they finally gave up trying in Florida. It was bad weather. Continued, so they landed us at Edwards Air Force Base. So, yeah, out there in the Mojave Desert uh, the at thing, Edwards.
0: The thing uh, Edwards, Mojave, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it because I cleaned their carpet once <laughs> Did you when really? I was Nineteen, yeah. Don't ever. That's pretty cool. Carpet cleaning, yeah, carpet cleaning is fine. Edwards Air Force Base. Yeah, you could do. <laughs> you know, you could do like a Colony Kitchen or a Pizza Hut or something, but an Air yeah. Force Base—that's a lot of carpet yeah, to yeah. clean. That but is. The, yeah. But the thing that's crazy about the shuttle is it's a glider. It's not yeah. powered. It's a Correct. glider that waves as much as. Twelve semi trucks. It's I big. The That's weight. It's a Huge. weight. The weight. I don't know. Someone look up the weight of the shuggle, shuttle. It's, maybe Michael. It's a lot.
6: It's big. Yeah. Tons. Right. Tons. Tornage.
4: Tornage it. yeah, tons. tons up. Yeah. It's like
0: forty thousand tons. It, it's, ah, it's a lot. It's a lot, and it glides. Crazy. From outer space, yeah. you don't get <laughs> to re. You don't get a second chance at landing no. that thing if you don't hit it. And it comes from outer space. They somehow figure out when the Mojave Desert is coming underneath you, or something, or I, I don't know how that works, Mike. T- well, a lot of the you endeavor how weighs me, how much?
5: One hundred seventy-two thousand pounds.
6: That's, prob- that's probably empty. That's empty. That's prob- empty. That's probably empty. Right. So then you, put, you got seven people in gear and a big oh. giant payload in the back. Toilet full yeah. of
0: piss. You gotta keep <laughs> yeah, adding <exactly.
6: laughs> Everything yeah. you got. Yeah, your garbage, everything you're taking back with you.
0: So um, hundred and seventy two thousand yeah. pounds, right? Yeah. So like an SUV is like five thousand pounds. So however many that is, you know, twenty five SUVs. It's, or it's, w- it's really
6: big. It's it, the the payload bay where you could put stuff in could fit uh, uh, something the size of a of a school bus. Yeah, big
0: but school. that's just the payload bay. You glide that glide that thing, and you yeah. tell me if mm-hmm. you have to wait for the desert to come underneath you or Florida nah. to come underneath. Like, how does it? How do you? Well, do you it? know, it hit me, Adam, when I was when I was spacewalking, looked back at the planet. I was
6: like, man, we're a long way away from here. Uh, I'm glad there's people smarter than me figuring out how we're going to get back. And so it's actually, it's a lot of math involved there. You, uh, you burn your you're in orbit around the planet going 17,500 miles an hour. And when you get about 180 degrees out, when you're ready to come home, you burn an engine into the direction of travel. It's like putting on the brakes. It'll slow your orbit speed Mm -hmm. down. And so you start to drop toward the earth. You actually speed up a little bit. We ended up speeding up to Mach 26 on my mission on the way back, which is really fast. Yeah. You hit the atmosphere, which slows you down through friction. And then you keep maneuvering, and, and eventually you get on track. It's all planned, uh, you know, and you're, you're constantly looking at where you are, where you want to be. Are you high on energy, low on energy? You're you're a glider once you enter the atmosphere, as you say, so there's one shot at the runway you try to come in a little high on energy, which means that, you know, you can't add any energy. So if, you're, if you try to come in high on energy, you can do S-turns and a big turn. We call it the heading alignment cone. Military aircraft do that when you arrive at the aircraft carrier at a runway. So you can burn off some speed that way. But you can't make up any speed. So if you're coming in too low, that's a problem. So you try to come in a bit high and then do these maneuvers to slow down once you get in the airport environment near the, near the runway and grease it in. But it was it was the talent of the of the pilots that did this. And I I appreciate you saying how difficult it was. I was not a, a, a test pilot, astronaut pilot. It was it was really amazingly talented, dedicated people. They practiced thousands of dives in a in a shuttle training aircraft and then more in the simulators just for the one they were going to do on landing day. So it's amazing really, I, I missed impressive. my
3: exit on one thirty four East getting here today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That happens to anybody,
6: though. Because Bruce Springsteen
3: came on the radio.
0: That's all it took. Yeah. These guys, they figure out this patch of land in the Mojave Desert that you can't even see when they're up there. And they glide Mm. this 100 ton thing all the way there. And at the very end, the guy just flares it a little. He just pulls the nose up a little and he sets the two back and he just drops very softly, drops it. Parachute comes out. It's like a Southwest flight, right? I mean, was it even a jar when they, I mean, when they nail it, it was
6: a smooth, it was a smooth touchdown. And and you mentioned the shape of the vehicle and if weight of it, it has a very low lift to drag ratio, which means that it falls out of the sky like a brick. (laughs) It's got little bitty wings and it's really heavy. So the, the approach is considered to be an aerobatic maneuver, right? It's not a normal approach. It's just falling out of the sky. Going about 300 miles an hour when it gets to the threshold of the runway, so very fast, very steep descent, um, and the it's the, the I, I, like like you said, they're able to do that and then touch down very very lightly, a very gentle touchdown, perfect on the center line. But it's because of their talent and their their dedication to to practice, practice, practice to get it right. You only got one shot, man. You can't mess around. Yeah. That's it, one shot.
0: And it just glides the entire just time. Glides. Yeah. That's It's, crazy. Yeah. it's so crazy. We don't crazy. do
6: that anymore, though, you know. It you ain't know. happening anymore. Uh, I called my commander when we saw uh, the very first SpaceX uh, landing. You know, they, they land in the ocean. And uh, my uh, commander, my friend Scott Altman, on both of my flights, flew in the movie Top Gun, the original movie, and was a Navy pilot and really loved flying and did a great job, as you've described very well, the, the landing, that gigantic glider. So I called him up, and I said, Scooter, what would you think of that landing? Kind of egging him on, because I knew he would have a comment. He was like, what landing? I go, you know, on the landing of the space. He goes, they didn't land. We landed on a runway, <laughs> not bobbing up and down like a cork in the ocean. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it, was, it was really quite an accomplishment um, for those uh, men and women that landed the space shuttle. And I I'm really, uh, really appreciate you mentioning that, because that wasn't easy to do. I,
0: the notion that it glided the entire time, and that they could set it down wherever they wanted on the globe mm-hmm. from gliding. And when you watch it, you'll see him just flare it at the very end, yep. and he's just yep. gliding above the runway, and he just sets the yep. rear time, and then softly sets down yeah. the nose. like Rotate. Yep. The idea that from there to that, to, to a landing where if you were holding a drink, you wouldn't have spilled right. any, any of it is an insane <laughs> right. piece of engineering. And whatever yeah. the math is and involved piloting. from getting from yeah. 17,000 miles an hour in an orbit to dropping yeah. into the atmosphere yeah. and going, are we going to
3: Florida or are we going yeah. to the Mojave Desert? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Adam recently had an issue with the size of the lavatory on his plane. Geez. Yes. Talk to me about yeah. the dimensions that you were dealing with. With the toilet, yeah, yeah, not very
6: big, kind of like a closet. No. Um, on the shuttle, we had we didn't really have a closet. It was like a privacy curtain that you would uh, uh, pull out there. <laughs> uh-huh. No one, no one really wanted to see what you were doing in there. So, uh, but yeah, there was a privacy curtain on the top, and by, so you were in there by yourself, but not very. much. It was like a, clo- a really small closet. Yeah, that you would uh, open up and then go do your do your business in there.
3: And how does on that work space with zero at- gravity?
6: Well, you got to be really careful, but your uh, pooping kind of works with, you know th- your body still functions in those areas, uh, so you just have to be really careful because stuff will float around. So <laughs> you want to make sure that you have good aim. The mm. toilet hole is kind of small, mm-hmm. so you have to practice. We have a we have a whole training program for this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm
0: sure, that costs a lot. On the shuttle, we actually had
6: a uh, the trainer was a commode um, that you did not poop in, but it had a camera. Looking up at your butt because you had to get your alignment oh, and, you yeah. know, it's not something you are used to doing <laughs> on a flush toilet I don't, you know you might not like the one in the uh, in the airplane and I kind of agree with you but you know you're pretty sure that when when you do your business it's going to land in the right place. That's not mm. the case on the shuttle toilet it was a really small opening yeah so alignment was important and to train that there was a awkward looking you always locked the door and did this on your own. When you practice, but you didn't poop on the thing, but a camera looking up at your butt that you would align in a short, you know, when he's closed circuit TVs and try to get the feeling for what it was like, because alignment was really important. The so Danny Angus Thomas cam. You know, yeah,
0: you'd look. Yeah, home. there you go. It was. Like, <laughs> thank you for that reference. <laughs> I mean, it was like midair refueling. Right, where they have to sort of get everything all perfectly right. lined that's a good up. Way to look at. It. I would say the most expensive, but the most thorough Dutch oven in, in the world is breaking wind in that astronaut fire suit yeah. or flight suit. Yeah, right? yeah that's a, yeah. Is that? But it, how? Yeah. As long as we're going there, would you? Could you smell it if you farted with the helmet on? Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
6: Yeah, it'll come right back to you. So the way that works is that your your <laughs> airflow needs your air needs to be circulated, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things we take for granted in well maybe we do or maybe we don't, but we don't really think about airflow on the on Earth. You, hot air rises, and that's because of gravity. So we kind of get this natural circulation of air, right? Of cooling and, and air movement. Mm-hmm. And in space, there's no when you're in zero gravity, you don't really get that convection. You don't get that that circulation of air. So you you have to circulate it with with fans. This you know that. Similar uh-huh. like to air conditioning on Earth. Uh-huh. But what will happen is, is in the spacesuit, you're wearing this fancy pair of underwear that has intakes on your, on your sleeves and at the bottom of your feet. That takes the air in, and then it'll go through a scrubber to scrub it for carbon dioxide, and it'll return that air right over your head. There's a vent right over your head in your helmet, and you get this fresh air in your face, and it also kind of defogs your helmet visor. So if you were to cause some sort of odor to, to happen that would get sucked up into the uh into the system and it would be returned to you right over your head and wow. it does not do a very good job of of getting that of cleaning out that smell mm. so if oh. you if you if you fart if you break wind you're going to you're going to smell it and only you are getting you're gonna get the whole thing yeah well that and you're they in say space. in
0: space no one can hear you fart it's
6: that <laughs> that's movie. not
0: when you're inside only oh. you can hear
6: it inside your own little spaceship yeah so you can't hear anybody else so you're in your yeah. own you're in your I'm own i'm
0: guessing whoever's on the end of your microphone though could probably pick that up uh you can hear the only way they can hear you is uh is through the mic but what's the
6: sound travels differently I don't know what happened with the sounds we've been talking about, but <laughs> for example, you can't, your voice sounds different in space. So you sound like an octave lower in space, uh-huh. uh-huh. kind of weird, because you're at a low, I mean, at, not in space necessarily, but it's the pressure around you. So on the spacecraft, typically on the shuttle or the space station, it's at sea level. So everything kind of, sound behaves the same, right? Mm-hmm. And when you get to uh, your spacesuit and you're, you're inside your spacesuit, it's a reduced pressure inside of there, significantly, is 4.3 PSI. So sea level's 14.7. Mm-hmm. A high mountaintop in Colorado might be 10 PSI, 10, 10 pounds per square inch. Inside of a spacesuit you're down at 4.3.
4: I just so hope that this interview
6: that helps
3: you prepare for your NPR interview later. <laughs> Thank you, yes. I, yes we,
6: we got that coming up. How so, long? Uh, you yeah. can't, so sound's different. You can't whistle in space. Mm. You sound differently in space. So I don't know what, what sound could be picked up in well, that regard that we were talking about well, earlier, what was
0: an average stint for you outside of the shuttle, like in space? Um, so for the uh, for the spacewalks, we would
6: plan for them to be about six and a half hours. Wow! But I never had one that short. Um, I, when the longest one I had was a little bit over eight hours. And is there uh, any
0: propulsion stuff like in the Clooney suit? No, that he was flying around in that
6: thing. Uh, that was uh, the man maneuvering unit that was used as a. They they tested that to go out and get satellites. There's an iconic photo of a guy named Bruce McCandless in one of those things, and he got to fly away from the space shuttle. This is back in the early days, you know, back in the early '80s when they were flying the shuttle. So that was a real a real thing, but you didn't fly around in it. What they found was is that the shuttle could be maneuvered really precisely, so you didn't have to go out and fly a guy to go get a satellite and bring it back in. You could bring you could fly the shuttle very precisely, so that really wasn't needed. Also, a bit dangerous to fly that. So we did not fly around like like Clooney did in that in that movie. They do have a uh, a little jetpack that they wear on the space station, mm-hmm. but that's only for an emergency situation. If you were to, if your tether would break and you're flying off into space, you could fly yourself back in an emergency situation. But it, it wasn't used. We didn't use these things the way uh,
0: that uh, they were shown in in gravity. So you were doing you were tethered then. Mm-hmm. Is a tether a tether or is it a tether with oxygen kind of lifeline? No, no, stuff? yeah, no,
6: that would be an umbilical. That's a good question too, Adam. Yes. Uh, Thank back you. Back in the old days, like in the uh, like if uh, in the Gemini spacewalks, in the, in the project that came between Apollo and Mercury, right? But it was mm-hmm. in two guys at a time. The first spacewalks, they used an umbilical, right? And so the umbilical provided their life support, their oxygen and cooling and so on, but it also gave them a tether, you know, to bring them back in. With uh, the Apollo days, and, uh, well, Apollo, they were walking around on the moon, so they, they had a little bit of gravity to keep them in one place. Um, but uh, some of those spacewalks they did, on, they did some spacewalks on, on Apollo on the way to the moon and back, and then for the missions we had with the space shuttle and space station, um, you don't have any gravity, so your, your tether was really important, but your life support was self-contained. Mm-hmm. So you had a backpack that you wore, and so the tether was for safety only right and we we were out there doing work for all that all that time yeah man we're like repair people out there we had really cool tools and working fixing stuff and replacing equipment and it was just uh, it was like being a repair a repairman out there
0: uh with really fancy clothes and a great view what's the state of nasa right now or what are they looking what's next for them uh
6: i think they're doing pretty well they're uh, their big project in addition to what they're doing with the space station they've done some really cool stuff uh, with the james webb space telescope i mean there's a lot of stuff going on in the unmanned version of you know portions of nasa they've done some cool asteroid missions um so they're they've been doing a lot of cool things uh with the with the people in space humans in space astronauts You know, still have people on the space station um we're coming up on the 25th anniversary of the uh, first launch of the first element of the space station. And we've had people on board for 23 years, changing out those crews for 23 years. But the thing they're looking forward to is uh, with people is the going back to the moon. And so they have a, a crew picked out to be the first people to go back to the moon. To know, they're not going to land them, but they've picked out that crew and uh, their training. To fly the space launch system, which is even bigger than the rocket you guys saw down in Huntsville, they're going to fly a big rocket on a with a spacecraft uh, Orion, and they're going to do a few laps of the of uh, of the moon and land, and then the next mission would be a, a la- uh, land back on Earth, and then the next mission would be a landing on the moon. Um, but that's a few years off. That first mission should happen in the next year and a half, I would think. So they're, they're excited about that.
0: Uh, last question for you, Doctor. Yep. Do they, what do we know about mining and precious metals and Mm. garbage disposal, you know, dumping Mm. stuff that we don't want, you know, I don't know, nuclear, whatever, because we waste from a plant Mm -hmm. or something like what, what do you know about turning it into a kind of a dump site? And what do you know about precious metals that we might need for battery operated everything or stuff we can't even think of?
6: Well, I think um, the idea of, of you know trying to get pollution or things that are harmful to us here on Earth off our planet is a good one. It's not so easy because it's so expensive to launch things. But as the price for launching things goes down, that would be a nice option to, to be able to take these harmful things to people and get them off of our planet. I think space exploration is, is more about uh, our life on Earth and how it can be improved um than it is about trying to find someone place else to live because there's nothing like this planet. You know, the the sadness that you talked about with Captain Kirk, I, I I think maybe part of it is is that this is our only option. We need to take care of it. But I I think we will. And one way might be to, to move some of that uh, unwanted material off of our planet and dispose of it in space. So that's a real possibility. We're not start there with yet.
0: the cast from the view. Am I right, Fitzdog? <laughs> hey! Throw Shatner <laughs> in that uh, no, in that capsule no, too. No comment on that one. Well uh, <laughs> what yeah. about mining and precious yeah. materials?
6: So that certainly is a possibility. They just had a sample return from an asteroid, NASA did, to see what it's made out of. Uh that some of these are made of precious metal uh, metals, these asteroids are and that is, uh, uh, it's it's been. These are things that have been proposed for many years, like decades. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, getting energy sources from the from space, whether it be a solar powered satellite or harvesting energy sources on the moon or uh, mining an asteroid for its precious metals. These are people have been talking about this stuff for a long time. Um, there haven't been possible, and still are not. But I think we're getting closer to that. But Certainly, they are made of precious metals, some of these gigantic objects, these big rocks that are out there. And if they could safely get out there and either bring one back close to Earth or take a sample and bring it back, we're, we're just starting to take steps to do that. That would certainly be a, that certainly is possible. I think these things are going to happen. It's just what the timeline is, whether it's going to happen in the next 10, 20, 30, 100 years, who
0: knows. But I think these things eventually will be happening. I'm just picturing a giant satellite uh, a giant meteor made of diamonds and de beers shooting it down yeah. <laughs> shooting yeah. down the harvest <laughs> yeah. vessel when yeah. it goes up there with a de beer flooded yeah. rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to think about diamonds, gold, you know, platinum, you know, precious it's all about the scarcity. The whatever. Man, yeah. Now big something the size half size of Texas comes down made of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know,
6: some of some of mm. the precious metals are things that we can be used in, like building semiconductors, and yeah, you know, it's not just the diamonds. You know, it's it's also materials that can help well, us with to, building more
0: to, technology. Listen, not to poke holes in my own joke, but like anyone who's yeah. cut masonry or tile uses a diamond yeah. blade. Like all the. All the Ooh. all the stuff yep. I used to use in construction and stuff like diamond blades on wet saws. There's a ton of industrial applications for that. I usually don't screw my own jokes that badly up, but uh Mike's right. Sometimes you gotta grab it. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta grab it. <laughs> Doctor Mike Massimo. I hope I got that right. Massimino. but Massanino. Oh, God That's why just, just call me Mass,
6: Adam. Just mm, it's just No. Mass is good.
0: Butcher it, Massanino. Are you from yeah, Baltimore,
6: by the way? Yeah. No, I'm not I'm from uh, from New York. Where? Why are you from Baltimore?
3: No, I heard. A little, I thought I heard like a little Jersey kind of accent from you.
6: No, no. no. Yeah, I'm from. Uh, I grew up uh, just outside of Queens in Long Island. No, oh, nice. Yeah, Franklin Square
0: is my hometown. Okay. All right. I screwed up. Sorry, yeah, Doctor Mark. Doctor Man. Oh, about it. There you go. Uh, Moonshot, name of the book's available wherever you buy finer books. Learn all the lessons you need to learn in life from this hero. It was great talking to you, doctor. I I enjoyed
6: it, it, man. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, guys. All three of you. I appreciate it. And uh, uh, good questions, man. I enjoyed it. A lot of fun.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I like like asking a good question.
3: He was great.
0: Yeah. Love that guy. Yeah. Been there and done that. All right, uh, I'm going to be in Vegas at Jimmy's Club doing a couple shows uh, Thursday, if you want to come out and say hi, and then uh, Rancho Mirage at the Agua Caliente Casino. They'll be doing stand-up there, second show. First show's sold out December 16th, but we added a second show. So you can go to mcroll.com for all the live shows. And oh, then Solana Fitz- Beach. Oh, Solana Beach coming up January 7th. As well, Fitzdog will be there. That's yeah. right, and Jody Miller. So come out and see how the sausage... Is made, or I like to see how the fudge is packed. I know Ah. some sausage being made sounds grotesque to me.
3: what about a little sausage with some chocolate
0: on it? How about how the sausage packs the fudge? Yes. Come on out to Solana Beach and see that. (laughs) Fitzdog, let's get him to 100,000 followers at Fitzdog, sorry, at Greg Fitzsimmons is where you go on Instagram,
5: and Fitzdog.com is where you go
0: for all the live shows.
5: He's going to be in Fort Worth at Hyena's December 15th through the 16th. Chicago, Den Theater, January 13th. And the Punchline in Atlanta, January 18th through the 20th.
0: And until next time, Sam Crow for Fitzdog and Dr. Mike or Dr. Mass and Chris Maxfattis saying, Mahalo. You can leave
2: us a voicemail at 888-634-1744 and you can keep your tickets to see the Ace Man at adamcarolla.com.
1: Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now, pay never.